Hello, and thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt, and this is episode 57. And on this show, we are going to be reviewing the new entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain Marvel, as well as a new Netflix original film, Triple Frontier. We will see how it goes. I am joined today by Travis. Yo, yo, yo. And Tom. My name is Hiccup. <laughs> so, uh, first things first, uh, Apex Legends Battle Pass dropped today. Huge. New character, new incentives to play. Like I, guess... I needed them. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys feeling? Did you play all day, Matt? Not yeah. all day. You had the day off. I uh, watched one movie. Which okay. I'll talk about later. I had two others I was supposed to watch that I rented and are due today. So I basically, it's $10 down the drain. Nice. I didn't watch either of them. Uh, I did not watch Eaten Alive, the Toby Hooper like crocodile movie. And I did not watch Crybaby, the uh, Johnny, Johnny, why does he say Johnny, Johnny Cash? Depp? Johnny Depp, uh, John Waters uh, teen musical movie. Are we supposed to hate that guy now? John Depp? Yep. Jonathan Depp? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's a garbage man. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his days are done. Uh, but I didn't watch them. Played a bunch of Apex. Uh, people have been using that new character, Octane. First impressions of Octane? I haven't been able to play him yet because he costs the same as the other characters, but uh, I have already unlocked the other two, uh, so I don't have enough currency for him yet. See, I don't have that problem. I have like 50,000 uh, well, red also level 100, currency. right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You got a, uh, you got some sick new skins up in there, or what's the deal mm, with skins? You get you get three legend, or they're not legendary. They're you get rare. three skins with the battle pass, mm. and they all look the same. It's one for Lifeline, one for Wraith, and one for Mirage. Mirage. They're kind of camo centric. It's like desert camo, like I don't know. They're they're kind of lame. Wild frontiersy. Who needs it? You're basically saying, "Hey, look at me! I paid ten dollars to play this game." You know, because you have you have to buy the battle pass to get the skin. So, lame. Um, Sounds like the consensus is the battle pass is pretty underwhelming. Yeah, but I'm excited for it. Do you need the battle pass to be able to play as Octane? No, no, no you can just purchase him. He's 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 available. There's a free battle pass. Too. Wait, so what do you get for the battle pass? Just the skins? Skins and it, just you ever get the battle pass on Fortnite? No. You get new like challenges specific to the battle pass that mm. you progress through, and then you unlock rewards, and then you level up the battle pass. So each game you get experience basically, and each tier of the battle pass unlocks apex packs, skins, Coins. that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just something to grind. <laughs> oh my god, give you a little extra to have go to for get it. it. That's a must-have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm and, actually cool with it because it was a free game, and I totally would have paid full price for that game. Yeah. So I'm not complaining. And if you play enough with the Battle Pass, you'll earn enough coins to buy the next one. Yeah. But How much is enough? A lot. <laughs> I don't see you doing it. <laughs> I, I, I'm like level 30-something. Okay, well... When when I get to level 100 of Battle Pass, I'll let you know how long yeah. it took. Travis has been level 100 for, what, like two weeks now? Probably, yeah. I'm level 50 on PlayStation and level, like, 28 on Xbox. So, yeah. You got some catching up to do, Tom. I guess so. I haven't <laughs> won in a long time, either. Oh, it's yeah. been getting harder. I don't know how you've been... I mean, you play with someone who's really good, usually, Travis. Uh, I play with, I'm pretty with good. Uh, Trey. You play enough. You get pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the problem is that you get paired up with 
fucking randos yeah. who are trash. So yeah. even if I'm the best person on the team, I'm good, but I'm not that good. So I can't carry a team like some people can. You know what I mean? Well, and it's tough just getting to the end of the match with your whole squad because they'll either run off or die immediately, not listen to your pings. It's yep. very frustrating. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's enough. That's enough Apex. Uh, anything else you guys want to want to mention before we get into the first review so many things um that's pretty much been my life the last two weeks my productivity has dramatically decreased you're in the <laughs> negatives now <laughs> yes <laughs> uh you're actually a burden to society <laughs> <laughs> pretty much raiders got antonio brown though that's huge huge news yeah so excited. They're still going to be fucking 6 and 10 next year. Just you wait. Gruden's the Browns, though, that's huge. That's news. the team. Odell that's Beckham. the bandwagon to jump oh, on. Oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Kareem Hunt, as soon as he's off his suspension. Yeah. It's going to be a big one. Tom, there's your there's your in right there to the NFL. I don't. I'm not interested the in the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> not interested. All right. Um, however, I am interested in the imminent playoff success of the Portland Trailblazers. So what? it's official. Playoffs, they're in. That, I don't know if they've clinched it yet. Oh, okay. But they're sitting in fourth, which is home court advantage. Hmm. Game and a half ahead of the Spurs. Game behind the Houston Rockets. Who's uh, who's the team to beat? The Warriors. The Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. it's not the Cavaliers anymore. So nothing's changed in Denver's the last really five years. Denver's really good, too. Denver's in, in second. Um, but they're a weird team. They don't have like, I mean, they do have a superstar, but like in five games, they might have five leading scorers. I think I actually just heard that recently. So they're, they're a really balanced team, which doesn't necessarily bode well for playoffs. How are the Mavs doing? Playoff bound? No, <laughs> but they're cool. Luka Doncic is, um, like a marvel. A real marvel. I've never, like that I've never even heard that name before. <laughs> uh, he's he's foreign. He was the number two draft pick. He's like, uh, I don't know. He's a wing player. He does everything. Is he a point card? Um, no, not strictly, but he's a really good ball handler. Yeah. He's cool. You should check him out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Lakers not making the playoffs. No. Lakers suck. First year. All the Laker fans LeBron who were never made the playoffs. Talking no? no, fourteen years since he uh, wasn't in the playoffs. All the Laker fans talking shit at the start of the season about how they're gonna be <laughs> in the finals. LeBron never misses. Well he got hurt, didn't he? Like his first significant yeah, injury he got in his hurt. career. You know why? He's fucking thirty four or however old he is. Carrying <laughs> the team. It wasn't even that bad of an injury, <laughs> but you know, he was out for like three weeks and the team just did what they did last year, which is suck horribly. <laughs> Um, yeah, Blazers just had an injury to CJ. They're going to weather the storm. I don't think the podcast is on CJ terms. Huh? We don't know who CJ is. CJ McCollum? No one knows. He's your second best player. Blazers' second best player. (laughs) This is a very niche conversation (laughs) we're having right now. You guys Everyone knows the second best player for the Portland (laughs) Trailblazers. Dude, (laughs) CJ. Call him CJ. My point is, they're facing a little adversity, but they've got a lot of heart. They've got a good team. People are overlooking them. 
Mark my words. All right. They're going to make some noise <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> nice. Can't wait for the next update, Tom. Well, I'll give it to you right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, next update. I have a cat. Oh, I was talking about... Her name's Harriet. Blazers update, but... She's pretty awesome. We have a whole routine down now. She says hi to me when I come home from work. We sit on the couch together and we watch the Blazers. <laughs> update. <laughs> um, she has a bed, and she's terrified of the outdoors. That's probably good. Have well, you tried she, to take her outside like on a harness? Or? Yeah. Oh, she okay. got out of it. Very scary moment. Why? Wait, why are you trying to take her outside? <laughs> she was a half and half indoor outdoor cat at her last place. And I guess she really liked being outside. So we figured, eh, let's just try it with the harness, you know, see if she likes it. See how that goes. She'd never worn a harness before. So how'd she get out of the harness? I think I didn't tighten it enough because Use I was just like worried about hurting her or something. Um, yeah, she just wiggled out. Yes, she pulled very hard and then slipped out and then hit under a bush instead mm. of bolting, which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't try that again for a long time. <laughs> um, also, I'm Jean, the litter box is the worst. The worst. <laughs> I hate it. I can't believe how much comes out of that cat. Yeah, it's gnarly. Just think if you had two. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. But I have to do all of it, though, because Sarah's pregnant and not allowed to touch uh, mm. cat waste there's some like the chemicals worm in the that litter? can get in your brain and um, oh, do crazy shit well, it's a good thing Chelsea forever. cleans the litter box it's called like toxoplasmosis <laughs> or something you should look it up it's not good alright yes doesn't sound good <laughs> no more news I'm going to Sweden on Saturday Jesus Christ where are you not going um Home to play Apex. Home to play Apex. <laughs> and then I'm home for a week, and then I'm going to Australia for our baby moon. Have you heard of a baby moon before? I think I know what that is. Well, I mean, you can assume. Yeah. But I didn't know that, that people do that. Um, it's, is it a newer thing? Been getting more popular probably more recently? Probably. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... It's probably because millennials are broke as fuck, and when they are getting ready to have kids, you know, like they haven't had the opportunity to travel. I mean, I haven't had the opportunity to travel that much, and a lot—I know a lot of people who haven't. So I feel like once you got a kid on the the way, it's like it's like now or never, you know, or not never. That's dramatic, but you know, (laughs) yeah. This is gonna be our last trip. Yeah, you'll be lucky to go to Ocean Shores. All right, enough about me. What's with you? A uh, week from today, I will be in sunny Florida. Mm-hmm. Going to wrestle some wow. gators across the state, country across the state. Or, oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> country, yeah, <laughs> state lines, opposite state. <laughs> mm-hmm. Staying two nights at a Disney resort. Sunday, the thirty-first is mine and Haley's anniversary, so we're going to spend all day at Disney World. Going to do the Mickey Mouse ears. The tight. whole thing. Hopefully be wasted the entire time. put it on the gram. Do they do fireworks every night over the castle? I don't know if they s- have started that yet. Uh, I think we were trying to look it up, and they start that with, like, in the spring, maybe? Bullshit. Are you staying at the <laughs> Florida Project? No, but she is going to show me uh, uh, Orange Blossom Trail, which is that, that highway that all the motels are on. You got to go there. Oh, yeah. 
I want to see the purple hotel. Gotta get a pick. Nice. <laughs> if you don't get a pick, the it trip is incomplete. I'll get a pick. It'll be blurry because <laughs> we'll be going like 50 down the highway, but <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. You need to get a shot of you, just like Willem Dafoe, watching the sunset. Smoking a the, cigarette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe I could be at the pool. Remember the old lady? Who was, like, <laughs> I'll just have Haley like, in the background, topless, just like, yelling at some kids. <laughs> Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. I'm going to be there for a full week. Um, that's about it for me. I already gave my piece. Cool. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's let's kick this into high gear. This is going to be huge. We're talking Captain Marvel. We have a clip. Let's listen in. Oh, oh. you want to get personal. Where were you born? Huntsville, Alabama, but technically I don't remember that part. Name your first pet. Mr. Snoofers. Mr. Snoofers. That's what I said. Did I pass? Not yet. First job? Soldier. Straight out of high school. Left the ranks of full bird colonel. Then? Spy. Where? It was the Cold War. We were everywhere. Uh, Belfast, Bucharest, Belgrade, Budapest. I like the bees. I can make them ride. Now? Been riding the desk for the past six years, trying to figure out where our future enemies are coming from. Never occurred to me they would be coming from above. Name a detail so bizarre a scroll could never fabricate it. Toast is cut diagonally. I can't eat it. All right. Captain Marvel is, I believe, the 21st entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sounds about right. Plot synopsis reads, Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. Oh, no. Directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who are also credited as writers. Film stars Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Jude Law, and Annette Benning. This movie and is a... Uh, and what? And others. And yes, and more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie is making a ton of money. Uh, it's a prelude to the conclusion to phase three or whatever the fuck they're calling it of the universe because we got Endgame coming out next month what did you guys think of captain marvel you want to go first travis or should i um sure i will go first um like we all know i have experienced superhero fatigue for the last few years now it's very tragic <laughs> thing i have to do it's difficult <laughs> Uh, but this one was all right. Um, I really like Brie Larson and her as Captain Marvel. Um, I mean, it, it kind of plays the same beats as most of the other Marvel movies. Um, it looks good. Um, I think the thing that I struggle with is just that... Yeah, it just feels kind of more of the same. Feels a little inconsequential as like just leading up to Endgame. I didn't feel like her um, like origin story was that interesting either. And I know there's a lot of heavy lifting and a lot of story to cover in the Infinity War and Endgame, but this just feels like an excuse to make another, you know, standalone Marvel movie. Yeah, it feels kind of like an inconsequential bridge between infinity war and endgame yeah because infinity war ends like the stinger is nick fury paging someone which we found out was captain marvel um and then this movie exists basically so that at the end she can show up in 
Endgame. You know what I mean? So it's... I will say I enjoyed the movie. Um, it did definitely feel inconsequential. I liked Brie Larson's performance, but the character of Captain Marvel, as it's written, is not very interesting. Like, the character doesn't have a ton of personality. Because a lot of the time she doesn't really know who she is. Like, the movie deals with, like, an identity crisis in a sense. So there's a lot of exposition. And she's really not given, like, many character moments. Like, we get it a little bit when she's, like, reunited with her best friends. And there's some interactions with uh, her best friend's daughter, you know. Like, there's a little bit of banter. But there's really not much time spent on, like, who is Carol Danvers, you know what I mean? She's not the most interesting character. Brie Larson brings, like, you know, her charisma to the role. But as it's written, she's just not that interesting. I mean, all the the uh, female empowerment, and there's lots of references to, uh, like, kind of the whole movie is being this message is being beaten over the audience that like she's too emotional other characters are saying you need to control your emotions blah blah blah. and then you know there's kind of a payoff toward the end of it other than that i mean my issue with this movie is that when you look at this most recent phase of marvel movies this one just stands out the least it's not that funny there aren't that many interesting set pieces visually there's really nothing that separates it from the other Marvel movies. Like it doesn't have that like stylistic flourish that you can point to. So it was just like an entertaining movie about yeah, a superhero. More, more you know of what the I same. Mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it, I feel like it didn't really do anything to make itself seem special. Well, any of the like revelations or aha moments or stuff that we already <clears throat> know or could put two and two together ourselves. Like all the stuff at the end, not I I don't feel like I can spoil it, but without spoiling it, like you could like see where it was going. Like you already know where it's going, but yet we're going to spend time showing you and it just feels like completely pointless or like kind of like handholding. Right. And there's, uh, I'll let Tom go in a second, but the enemy in this movie, or I, I guess I should say you think they're good guys at the beginning. Turns out they're the enemy, but if you pay attention, you would know that they're bad because this race of people, like the main villain in Guardians of the Galaxy, is also a member of this race, and we know like their MO. So like this whole reveal about like who is on the right, the moral right side of this like battle that's happening between these two like galactic forces kind of falls flat because if you're paying attention you already know that they're bad you know what i mean like yeah so that was kind of underwhelming um let's let tom go we don't know we know where he lands on the spectrum but we don't know why so lay it on us tom um <clears throat> i thought this movie did stand out from the others <laughs> as being horrible <laughs> um i really did not like brie larson's performance I thought she was bad. Really? Yes. I thought she was a little <clears throat> flat at times, but you very really thought... flat. Like almost plug in anybody. Plug me in. <laughs> I could have shown on. more emotion than she did. And part of that was the writing, I will grant it, but it felt like she phoned it in. I don't know how you can phone it in for that long of a movie because it was torturously long. But um I thought it was really bad. 
I did wonder if there was like something. I don't know what the story is with the two directors. They're a directing duo. Well, I mean, I just wonder if maybe that contributed to some of the lack of identity that the movie had. Well, I mean, you have that with uh, the Russo brothers. I mean, they did uh, Civil War, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, Endgame. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I don't, I don't know but what that's these two brothers. That's true. I don't know what these these directors are. Me and my brother are pretty much the same person. So. <laughs> she was just so like sort of flippant and sarcastic, but you know, really. Everything fell flat. Like her little jokes were not funny. The movie wasn't funny at all. I don't remember laughing a single time. Yeah, I laughed once, but it was like a visual gag involving the cats. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Best part of the movie, right? And they kind of even overdid it with the cat. <laughs> they sure did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like instantly. There were like 20, 20 seconds passed before they couldn't resist. Speaking of the humor, um, some of the stuff I don't find funny at all is all the like technology jokes. Cause like oh, the nineties stuff. The 90s. Uh, it's, uh, what's going? On? It's loading. Yeah, like, like blockbuster. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I grew up with that technology, and like, sure, it's. I guess it's kind of silly to go back and look at that. But like, this is a little more drastic. But it would be like almost making fun of like a black and white photo. It's like, yeah, that was the technology at the time. Like, sure, it's it's not in color, but <laughs> like. I don't know. I just didn't find that stuff funny. Didn't find most of the jokes that funny. And since we're on the topics of 90s, the 90s music, for the most part, was poorly used. (laughs) I like some of the song choices. Yeah. Uh, In particular, they use... uh, What's that No Doubt song? Um, I'm Just a Girl. Is that the name of the song? She says that. The placement of that song, though bad i and also (laughs) it was super low in the mix like i feel like it could have been this really cool moment where it's just like the music the music is way louder and she's just kicking ass to the song but they didn't do that so dead at that point in the movie that nothing could get my juices going well i was so over it that song is just a little too on the nose as well yeah (laughs) there's a lot a lot of the movie and like on the nose the nirvana song during that like little not so like dream sequence, when that but came like on, I, I, know. I just, I just feel like, like Nirvana, like a grunge song doesn't really fit in the Marvel universe. I don't care if it's set in the nineties or whatever. It just, it just feels so out of place. Um, her wearing the nine inch nail shirt most of the movie was pretty cool though. That was cool. Yeah, like the, I like the references that they didn't draw attention to most of the time, but there was a lot of them, like. They go out of their way to have like a Street Fighter 2 cabinet in like this shitty dive bar in Rosemont, California. It's like, this is 1995. Video games were still like arcade machines you could find in arcades. You know what I mean? Like now you can go to a dive bar and it's like, oh, some stuff's retro. They have a uh, pinball machines and, but that, bar looked like a fucking like american legion like there's no way they would have like a brand new arcade machine in that <laughs> bar you know what i mean it, some of the references felt for like the radio shack joke like there was oh, just yeah. too much i knew it, it was going to be radio shack before it even panned to the sign <laughs> like it was so on the note I, I did like uh samuel jackson though like this is the most screen time he's had in a marvel movie yeah and i thought the like the they've done this in other marvel movies like they did it with kurt russell and guardians of the galaxy 2 but like the de-aging the cg de-aging the stuff de-aging looked good but i didn't I didn't care. I wanted to get him out of there. Get some 
somebody. You didn't like him? No, I didn't like the plot at all. Well, okay, so I'm not. The plot was pretty generic, but having him there, like I don't know, I, I like he was I like fine. Samuel Jackson. He's great in everything. I, you didn't like I them like playing him off as a each bit, other a, a bit part in things. <laughs> as a lead, I get kind of sick of him. Well, he was he was the the jewel. Oh, wait, no, who's in Pulp Fiction? Is he Jules? Yeah, yeah. He's not the lead in that movie, but he okay, steals that's the show. The, that's the kind exception. of like that. That's the exception. I love him in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> and I like him in everything else. It's just like it's just it was too much. Um, aesthetically, really not a fan. The costumes, I didn't like the way that the aliens looked. I didn't like the planet they were on. The there was nothing interesting to look at. Everything was so generic. The like makeup, spaceships, the makeup or whatever effects that were used for Ben Mendelsohn's alien side looked kind of spotty. Yeah, like just something weird with like the mouth. Yeah, it was. I don't know, kind of throwing me off. It was stiff. It was very stiff. And, I like Ben Mendelsohn, but why is he in every single movie? I just... Just working, dude. I guess. Why is Annette Benning in this movie? She was wasted. Yeah. Why? Yes. You get her to play some fucking supercomputer? Are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 yeah. I Like, I was... Uh, when she popped up, I was like, oh, awesome. Annette Benning. And then she's just, like, the most generic... Like, all of her stuff is just exposition dumps. Yeah. Um, yeah, just wasted. I mean, Marvel movies do that a lot. They bring in a big name actor for like a bit role as like a villain or as like a side character, and then they get killed off or whatever it is. So that was frustrating. But um, there, my issue with this movie is that I, I can't point to any one sequence and be like, that was fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, Nothing stands out. I enjoyed it was bad. <laughs> while I was in it. Her powers are very, what are they? You know, and and the origin story and how she gets them and the fact that she survives. That is totally glossed over. Like, the, what what even is that? They say it's like a power core for, for like light speed travel, but it blows up and she absorbs. Like, that whole thing is so shoddy. She just doesn't seem special, you know? When she actually embraces her power, it's clear that she is like That's the, the strongest. Point, yeah, but I think they just sort of, <laughs> they just sort of botched a lot of that. The landing? They didn't make her like Wonder Woman is a way better version of this, you know, of like an empowered female figure. They just they showed instead of telling for the most part. I mean, obviously, they had a lot of like narrative help with the fact that she's an Amazon. Um, but she felt like a special figure in the story, you know, uh, Brie Larson's character just felt like like why didn't they do more of her being a badass fighter pilot? You know, and doing crazy stuff. Because then it would have been a two and a half hour long movie. <laughs> yeah. It was already, I mean, it's only two hours. It's not that long, right? But it, it definitely felt long. When did they start showing the flashbacks? I felt like it was pretty late in the movie that we're like, oh, there is something to her. Wait, what? Which flashbacks? Uh, you know, where, where she's like, as a little girl, play, you know, driving the car and trying to do stuff. Oh, that happens like at the very beginning when she gets captured and they're like, uh, zapping her brain for the that memories stuff was or whatever. Bad. The stuff with like her dad growing up, the flashback. <laughs> I liked it at the end. I mean, there was that really cool kind of poignant moment. I mean, it's cheesy, but she gets knocked down, whatever, and then it, it flashes back to her getting up after all this stuff when she was a kid, and like that's that's empowering, you know. Like little girls can see that, and they can see like, yeah, here's this superhero that I can look up to who gets up when she's knocked down 
and she like doesn't give up and she fights for what is right you know what i mean like i can respect that stuff yeah i think it was the initial flashback of her crashing the go-kart and then like it was being like such a stereotypical scene of like girls mm. aren't supposed to be behind the wheel and then she's just like oh poor that was me. also way over the top <laughs> like you need to slow down she's like fuck that and she speeds <laughs> up and then it does like three flips in the air like it's a fucking go-kart not a nascar car it's f1 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i knew in the first five minutes that I was going to. You were in trouble. Hate this movie. <laughs> Jeez, that's like him with fucking Thor Ragnarok. Because <laughs> this is it comes on screen, Thor Ragnarok. and I see it, and I say to myself, "Oh, I don't like the way this looks." And then I'm like, "We're doing a fighting exposition training scene for the first like opening moments." Yeah, with that was terrible dialogue. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. And Jude Law's in the movie. Like, get the fuck out of here! I was so pissed. Hey, come on, Jude Law. Jude Law's great. What is the last great thing he was in? Uh, okay. Closer. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking Dumbledore, dude. Harry Potter. Like the For Fantastic, fantastic Beasts. He's... I don't have any Jude problem Law's with good. Jude Law, but yeah. I don't need... I I do not need him in a Marvel movie. Everyone's in Marvel movies now. That's how people, how actors get paid these they days. They got Jackie G. <laughs> He's Mysterio yeah. in uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be huge. I I also just I thought that the movie, when it comes to the plot, I was simultaneously confused and bored, which I think is a really really bad place to be. Yeah, it's uh, they try to cram too much into the movie that they they gloss over too much. They thought that they were real clever with the way that they set everything up and how you find out what happened when and all that stuff. But a lot of that really was just like, what is like? Who is this lady? (laughs) A lot of that stuff is just not important or just not that interesting. Exactly, not impactful at all. We spend two hours at the movie, but what we get out of it isn't great from like a story standpoint. Yeah, well, I mean, going back to the top of the conversation, it feels like a filler movie. Like even yeah. the movies, the other movies in this universe that are filler movies have like a unique identity. Like the Ant-Man movies are a good example. Well, this one does for the sole reason that it's a female-led Marvel movie. Yeah, but that... You can't carry a movie just based on that. Like it's awesome that, right. that, that there's a... a a movie in this billion dollar franchise that is led by a woman but the movie still needs to be good and i do think the movie was was good it was fine but just serviceable yeah totally but just uh, i mean look at the stuff that has come out recently i mean there's black panther which we didn't love as much as a lot of people but you can't say it doesn't have a unique identity you know what i mean yeah. And even the Ant-Man movies, like those are a lot of fun. They may be inconsequential, but they're a ton of fun. Paul Rudd has a ton of charisma. The plots are not that interesting, but there's some cool action because his power is at least visually interesting. Some good Captain jokes. Marvel just like she turns red and she shoots photon blasts out of her hand or whatever. Superwoman. Like, it's just not not that interesting. I did appreciate that she didn't have a, a love interest, though. I and mean, it was all about the mission. Yeah. Because that is always present in blockbuster movies. Yeah. And even in the Marvel movies. I mean, Thor had Natalie Portman in his movies. Um, Iron Man. Iron Man has Pepper, Pepper Potts. Potts. Uh, fucking Spider-Man has uh, MJ. 
She, yeah, the, her name is MJ. What what universe? Way. What Spider Man universe are we talking? The new one, the Tom, <laughs> the Tom Holland one. <laughs> How about Into the Spider Verse? That's Gwen Stacy, right? Yes. Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Are they the same person? No. Mary oh. Jane and Gwen <laughs> Stacy. Do those sound like the same person? Well, no. To you? I mean, Spider Gwen and Gwen Stacy are the same. Yeah. Okay. Gwen Stacy is Spider Gwen. Right. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> Glad you connected Stacey. the dots there, huh? Did you you didn't see Spider Verse? Did you? Not yet. Gwen Stacy's the blonde one. Gwen Stacy uh, is Emma Stone in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. The ones with Andrew Garfield. Kirsten Dunst. I thought she was MJ. No, 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 no. Kirsten Dunst is MJ in the ta- the Sam Raimi. They had to have ones. a little twist when they. He has two. It. He has two love interests in the comic <laughs> books. He does. Not at the same time, but oh. yeah, Gwen Stacy and uh, Mary Jane. Didn't know that. Mary Jane is like the. the Did they ever one. cross over at all though? Where he's like. In between, I don't think so. I mean, I think Gwen <laughs> Stacy is in one of the Sam Raimi movies, just as like a mm-hmm. like a bit part. But isn't it uh, Bryce Dallas Howard? Or is that her name? That is a, an actress. No. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's her name. Okay, I'm pretty sure it is her because I watched him recently. Oh, but no. she's so it's almost just like that's a character with the name Gwen Stacy, but she doesn't really play an integral role in. The plot. It's more of just She's like there. in the universe. Yeah, totally. Uh, I don't really have much more to say about Captain Marvel. Oh, Goose the Cat. Killed it. Oh, yeah. That was a good Best part. part of the Not movie. much. <laughs> Only part I liked. I feel like they did go to it a little too much. We, I mean, you guys already said that earlier, but. Well, and, especially with the stinger at the very end. Did you guys bother sticking around? No, because I read it in my seat and I was like. No. I, I did say for the first one, though. I missed the first one, saw the cat one. So you... <laughs> what? what? I went to the bathroom. Happen? I didn't care. You came back. Actually, I <laughs> left... Why did you bother coming back? Because I was with other people. I actually was hoping oh, they would okay. kind of follow me out, but they didn't, and I had to go back in there, and it was just like... Because I know how long you have to wait for the stinger. I was Ten like, minutes. I'm not going to sit in the <laughs> The first stinger is like a minute, forever. dude. Yeah. The, the, the second stinger is at the end of the credits, after all the digital effects credits and... So but do you even know what the so inconsequential? <laughs> this, I mean, it's the most obvious stinger you could think of. I mean, we've alluded to the fact that this is a tie-in. To She's Endgame. out somewhere, and then her thing goes off. Uh, well, uh, should we just say it? I mean, sure. I don't really want to do like a spoiler discussion for this. So, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, skip ahead like a minute. If, if you, you can't if you put care. two and two together. Here you go. But the stinger is <laughs> it's uh, Black Widow, Captain America. They are basically analyzing the pager that Nick Fury used at the end in the stinger of uh, Infinity War to page Captain Marvel. So they're like, we need to get this thing working again. As soon as we know who's on the other end, let me know. And then Captain Marvel's just behind them and she says, where's Nick Fury? And then it ends. And then, no, Thor says, I like this one. Boom. Oh yeah, huge! They're gonna bone for sure. Why? Yeah, <laughs> How does he like her? Because she's Brie Larson. She's Captain Marvel. She just shows up straight to business. Where's Nick Fury? Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, it's bringing them together. I mean, the last stinger was Captain Marvel being paged. This stinger, she shows up. Mm-hmm. Not that interesting. Mm-hmm. So, how hyped are we for Endgame? I'm pretty hyped. After this, I'm pretty hyped. Yikes. No, no, no. You can't base off Captain. I really Marvel. hope. I really hope that Brie Larson, because I know she's an excellent actress. I saw Room. All right, 
Short term 12. Yes. I lost all of my liquids to that movie. Whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it meant crying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really hope she fits in better with a better cast of characters. I did rewatch Infinity War since we last recorded, and I'm pretty excited for Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it more on a rewatch. Yeah, I hope that squid guy comes back. He was probably one of my favorite parts. Squid guy? Squid guy. Squidward. What? what? <laughs> he's one of the <laughs> he's one of the henchmen, one of uh Thanos's henchmen. One who can like move things with his mind. Oh. Oh that guy. Yeah. Okay. He's a squid? He doesn't look like a squid. He looked a little squiddy. Looked a little squid wordy. Yeah. He looks like squid wordy. <laughs> I mean, what's his real name? Wait, didn't he die in Infinity War? Yeah, he got uh, sucked out into space. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping he makes a return. Uh, he looked pretty dead. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really get to see him dead, die, you know? He's like frozen, drifting off into space. Do they show that? I'm pretty, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know. You never know with these things. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at what happened in The Last Jedi. Crazy shit's going to go down. She was frozen in space. Didn't wasn't. stop her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to say uh, before we give some star ratings? Oh, I saw it at Cim- Cinerama and I don't like that theater. What? You went to the Cinerama? You don't like it? Correct. Why? Uh, too flat. People's heads were like just barely cutting off the bottom of the screen. Mm. Where people were you coming sitting? through and feeding us, you know, it was bad. What? They don't have what? <laughs> Cinerama, like the Belltown Theater? No. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Up in uh, uh, Bellevue? No, no, no. Like closer to Linwood. Oh, Cinnabar. 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 Yes. Oh, okay. I've never been to Cinerama either. Fair. Yes, Fair you have. You I like saw fucking Cinnabar. Everest with you at Cinerama. You guys was that saw Akira together. I thought that was at. Uh, you guys saw Akira that was together. Cinerama. Yeah, and we saw Akira. What's the one? Why do you say Bellevue? Isn't that downtown? I didn't say Cinerama. Bellevue. I said. I said Belltown. Belltown. Oh. What's in Bellevue? I was thinking you were maybe thinking of Cinemark in Bellevue. Yeah, because they do like the bring you food. They have a luxury trip. theater now. Okay, I've never been to Cinemark. I have been to Cinerama a couple times. That place is chill. I have only been to Cinnabar once, and it was bad. Isn't that the one with like, the couches and shit? Like, I don't know if they have couches. I'm not the I, biggest fan either. I only went I've into never one been. of the... Um, it's a Regal-owned theater, but they do... Like food and drinks, kind of like yeah. And I um, got the chicken strips, and they were like seventeen dollars, and they were house. horrible. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think you go there for the food necessarily, even though they offer oh, it. They serve it like you. <laughs> I, I want one or the other, you know, like good food or a good theater. Did you go? To, is it Mount Lake Terrace? Is that what you're talking about? That area? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I've been to that one. It wasn't as bad, but the one over in, I think it was like, like Sammamish, like you know, I ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, they left the lights on, but like bright lights the whole time because people need to see their food, I guess. And it just like drowns out the entire picture. Hmm. It's trash. Well, I wasn't planning on going, so. AMC theaters all the way. All the way. <laughs> all right. Let's drop some star ratings. Tom. One, one star. Half star. You gave it, you I gave it a one less star. Then I gave Thor Ragnarok. Correct. Thor Ragnarok is far and away the better movie. Well, but that has nothing to do with your... Or, yeah, that, that doesn't relate. 
They don't what relate. point are you trying to make? That trying you, to say that you misevaluated you... Thor Ragnarok worse than I'm evaluating? <laughs> We're on the right side of history here, buddy, okay? <laughs> that you hated Captain Marvel more than I hated Thor Ragnarok, which I find surprising. Fair enough. There's not, it's not 100% logic right there, but the star ratings alone, you liked it more. I think I need you to liked it more. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> I did like it more than you and Thor Ragnarok. Um, I'm like three, three and a half. I'm going three and a half Let on this see. one. I'll go three. It's a Marvel movie. It's <laughs> downgrade. <laughs> Even with me rating it a three and a half, I think it's in like probably the bottom five of the Marvel movies I've seen. I'd say bottom mid tier. I haven't seen the first two Thor movies or the first Ant-Man, but I've seen everything else. So of the 18, yeah, it's probably in the bottom five. Like Iron Man 2 is where Top of the bottom tier? Yeah, <laughs> top bottom. <laughs> uh, it's better than Iron Man 2. It's better than... Um, what's that fucking... Incredible Hulk? First Avenger, Incredible Hulk. One. Thor 1 and 2, you haven't seen those. I haven't seen. So it was not that great. It was fine. Solid movie. Endgame. Going to be huge next month. Okay, let's uh, move on to our next review. We're going to be talking Triple Frontier. Uh, I will hopefully have a clip. Let's go. Oh, I have kids over here. Does he have kids living in here with him? Is this going to make things a whole lot more complicated and is not what I signed up for? The family's not the problem. They're the answer. Why? Church. Maria is very devout. Every Sunday morning, he sends three guards to the 6 a.m. service. When they get back, he sends the rest of the team along with his family into town to mass. That leaves him and three guards in that house. That's our window. Why would he do that? Worried about someone taking his kids. He never leaves his money. And also, I don't think he believes anyone actually has the balls to come out here and rob him. Okay, Triple Frontier is directed by J.C. Chandor, who is a uh, director behind A Most Violent Year, Margin Call. Um, All is Lost. That's the Robert Redford one, right? Yep. Yeah, so he uh, he kind of has a thing for uh, slow <laughs> burn, yeah, uh, kind of dense period dramas, I guess you could say. Uh, plot synopsis reads, loyalties are tested when five former special forces operatives reunite to steal a drug lord's fortune, unleashing a chain of unintended consequences. Uh, screenplay is from J.C. Chandor and Mark Bull, which makes sense if you know who Mark Bull is, because he's the <clears throat> Hurt, Locker. Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty. Um, he probably helped write... Um... Was it, what was that called? Uh, Detroit. Yeah. He did Detroit too. Uh, he's the like covert ops, like military operation movie guy. That's his thing. Um, the film stars Oscar Isaac, Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, and Pedro Pascal. Uh, just me and Travis saw this one. So Tom will be sitting this one out. Um, looks like he's doing some intense research on his phone over there. Yeah. Um, Currently available on Netflix. Can watch it 
Garrett, Anytime you want. Hedlund, <laughs> Garrett Hedlund and Charlie Hunnam look uh, like each other. Yes. Yeah, they they would be uh, great brothers. Pretty confusing. And they do. I mean, they are brothers. Or no, they're not brothers. But are they brothers? I don't know if that because Charlie Hunnam's character like manages. Yeah, they're either brothers or, or friends. But yeah, they could pass as brothers on screen. Let me see what their character screen. credits are. Yeah, Bill Miller and Ben Miller. Killer casting then. <laughs> Half star bump. Um, so I can go first on this one. This was a perfectly serviceable one of these movies. It's kind of a heist movie. I mean, it's set in South America and these are like former military operatives, but essentially they're assembling the team, planning the heist, shit goes wrong during the heist. And then what kind of elevates the movie a little a bit? Chain reaction of unexpected events. So what? The plot synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> and some shit goes down. <laughs> so I mean, <clears throat> this movie does try to elevate itself because it tries to get into the implications of violence. Like, what effect does this have on? Like, what what are they willing to do to secure this money? And what is the cost? Like, how does it, how does it affect them personally? But and we've seen that before. Like it's well handled, but it's not that interesting. There is, <clears throat> there are a few couple sequences that are pretty tense, um, but nothing. There's no like standout set piece moment that you'll be like, "Wow, I'm never gonna forget that." It's like perfectly serviceable military action stuff, and I feel like there are some pacing issues too uh, in the second half of the movie. So. I, I enjoyed it, but I got some issues with it. I'm gonna start there. Yeah, um, I think you're right with it. It's it's like a perfect, like you watch it once on Netflix, and you know it wasn't a waste of your time, but it wasn't really like a substantial film or something that you would like go tell everyone to go watch immediately. And I don't think it really has much like rewatchability. Like there's much better movies that are very similar to this that I would much rather watch yeah totally and it's it's trying to do the whole like macho like actioneer type movie from like the 80s or so but then it it tries to be like kind of like smart and political at the same time um i did like all the like the little set pieces or little predicaments they get into i thought it made for some like interesting locations and action set pieces but like you said none of them really like stand out like maybe the helicopter sequence but still like if you compare it to something like sorcerer or you know something like that which is kind of similar to this like it doesn't hold a flame sorcerer definitely is the first movie that came to mind watching this just because well the setting you have the assembling the team aspect of it. You have, you know, they're on a, they're on a mission. mission. But this movie is a lot more generic than Sorcerer. Was there internal conflict in this group? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind little, of the whole thing. Is there a little mutiny happening? No, no, there's just tension because there's certain lines that individuals aren't willing to cross, but others are. Yeah. So you have some sticky situations where someone kind of makes... Different morals. Yeah. Well, just, yeah. I mean, there is one character in particular who does some... Who you think... I will spoil it, but of the five characters, there's one who was 
particularly apprehensive to go on the mission turns out he's the one who's also like the one most willing to compromise his morals it's probably the guy without a nickname without a nickname yeah only one of them has a nickname so no they all have nicknames oh no except you're for right one. yeah we got red fly pope iron head and catfish and then we have ben ben miller <laughs> <laughs> um so performances uh they're not that great yeah i mean they're okay well i won't say they're all fine i think oscar isaac is good yeah ben affleck's fine he's being chubby ben affleck no one's really bad is i guess where i was i thought charlie hunnam and garrett headland were not great (laughs) i don't know especially garrett headland i feel like for the types of guys they're trying to play it's like I don't know, we're not really asking of much or expecting. Much. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam though, he's just like way too stiff. Like he's he's kind of this like his uh, his background before they go on the mission. His opening like a, moments of the movie where he's doing his little like, his little speech, like his like, uh, motivational oh, speech. Yeah, go. some of that stuff was pretty rough. Like some of the dialogue is is not very well written, but. Um, yeah, I mean, there there are enough little twists and turns and some kind of unique spins on things as far as, like you said, the situations they find themselves in that made it an entertaining watch. But I don't know if I would really recommend it. I guess if you're looking yeah. for something to put on and you want something that's like action, but also kind of thought-provoking in a sense. It, I, I will say the music choices were pretty dumb oh, and heavy-handed those were so annoying there's a uh, metallica bookends so the movie opens with uh for whom the bell tolls super on the nose which come on zombie land did it first and did it better so <laughs> pick a new song and then it ends with orion by metallica which is also if you like <clears throat> i had the subtitles on when i was watching it i mean i know the lyrics to the songs but, like seeing the lyrics to the metallica songs over what's happening it's like get the fuck out of here like well yeah it was heavy-handed and i don't know just some of the choices i feel like were just yeah like two on the nose or have been used in other movies and the way they were used were kind of annoying because it was always like a transition or like a um what's it called not like a location shot but like an establishing shot like it was either oh like yeah an like from a helicopter or, of the, yeah and it was always just like to the beat with the music like oh we got a transition or we got a new location let's put in a cool popular song like and it it was it gave me the soundtrack gave me like a huge kong skull island vibe <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> that is not the vibe you want <laughs> i think so um oh, what was i gonna say that i had an issue with um there's like a moment toward the end of the film where they they have to make a decision so there's uh they basically they kind of end up doing the right the right thing, but it's like uh, I did, like it felt disingenuous. Yeah, oh, yeah, like I get it, but you went through all of that. And the funny part about that is they they seemed as if they were like apprehensive to do it, and it was like kind of like the like. Well, fuck it. I guess I probably should do this. right. It's like one guy does the thing, and then everyone was like, "Well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm I don't want to so be the guy who does it." So, yeah, that that was a little. I felt a little cheated by that. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I don't have much else to say beyond that. 
it's it's worth watching, I guess. But Tom, you didn't you didn't miss much. Yeah, I mean, it I'm looks, not gonna catch up with this guy. It looks good. I'd rather just rewatch Predator. Oh yeah, yeah, much more. Fun. I mean, you can say that about most movies, though. Yeah, I would rather <laughs> rewatch Predator. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Disaster Piece oh, apparently yeah. did the score for this so movie. Generic. So Disaster Piece, uh, it's it's a guy, he's like a electronic artist. He did the score for It Follows. Oh. When I saw he did the score for this, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like his kind of style of music set against. He also has a background in video games, right? Because it's mm-hmm. kind of like chip toony. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that, like that juxtaposed with like this military, like, like opera movie. Yeah. Sound dream. dream. Sounds cool. <laughs> um, the music is barely present. I don't, I don't even know what it was. It seemed like it was just like kind of droning, like tension. Yeah. After we talked, I made a point to like listen for it and it just sounded like very like generic fillery type action music for this type of movie. I can't remember a single note from the score. Like I, I was pretty underwhelmed cause I was kind of looking forward to that aspect of it. But yeah. It was just like tones, I guess during the like action sequences where they're like clearing the house, you know, it's just like kind of low rumbles and super unremarkable, which was a bummer. Yeah, that sucks. It follows the soundtrack is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, it's got a couple bangers. Um, that's all I have for this one. Anything else you want to say before we give some star ratings? Mm, no, I don't really have much else to add. But I do think uh, Ben Affleck's looking a little rough these days. Yeah, <laughs> ever he's just gone downhill since he got fired from the Batman gig. Poor guy. Well, didn't. Yeah, poor Ben Affleck. <laughs> well, his life must be so hard. <laughs> I mean, what has he done recently? He directed that movie that everybody hated, like because he was on a hot streak oh, there for a while. Like live the night or whatever. Some, something live by night, yeah. die by night. Some stupid shit we like own that. The night. No, that's no. the that's the Joaquin Phoenix uh, like drug movie. He like goes to a club and he. Does drugs? He's like a criminal or some shit. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That's that movie though, right? With, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Live by Night. Live by Night. That sounds. That sounds right. I don't care enough to look it up. He was on a little bit of a streak. I mean, he won. Didn't he win Best Director, Best Picture for Argo? Yeah, that was a while ago, dude. That was In like 2012. Town, the town. The town was a couple yeah, of 2010. Then. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. He was on a terror. Yeah, and then what? He's been Batman in a couple movies. Well, he, he slept with the nanny. What? Wasn't that like 10 years ago? Breaking news. <laughs> I thought that was after the Argo stuff. After? Maybe not. Well, no, because he went from J-Lo to, to Jennifer Aniston? Is that who Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner, right. Yeah, that was like two. That was, maybe that was around Argo time, but that was a long time ago at this point. I saw Argo in college. That would have been because I worked at a, a Regal Theater when Argo played. Mm. Yeah, anyway, that dude's... I, uh, I just feel like he looks like he's kind of roughing it these days. He's uh, he's going the Mickey Rourke route. We're going to see him in 20 years, and he's going to play... Uh, he's going to be in the biopic of uh, fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Wait, did we Let's say Star Wars? No. Not yet. Uh, three. Three and a half. Solid. Yeah, it's just like Captain Marvel. I enjoyed it, but I probably won't watch it again. Yeah, <clears throat> tough times for movies. It's been a rough year. 
Paddleton is the only like great movie I've seen so far. Yeah. I don't think I've given a five star yet. I gave five stars to Paddleton. But, but I also haven't seen that many movies this year. I've been skipping my theater visits quite a bit for Apex. Apex, yep. Yeah, and are you gonna come in under uh, under four hundred this year? Do you think? Probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm killing my pace right now. <laughs> Everybody's got to take a break every once in a while. I guess know? so. Okay, well, let's move into what else we've been watching. Uh, I'm going to lead things off with I think probably what Travis is most excited for me to talk about. Oh God! I have <laughs> since we last recorded, I have introduced myself to the work of Alejandro Jodorowsky, mm. and uh, I watched two of his films. I watched The Holy Mountain, and I watched El Topo this morning. Holy mm. Mountain. I mean, what else is there to say? It's one of the best no, movies no, ever no, made. No, no, no. You need to say something about this movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. So, Holy Mountain is one of the strangest movies I've ever seen in my yep. life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I posted a clip on my Instagram, which I sent to you guys, um, that got a lot of reaction out of people. Um, it's a clip. If you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. But there's a scene where there's a character. On his hands and on his knees, and there's an old man who sprouts like baby leopard heads from his tits, and they start spraying milk at this man who is on his knees in front of him, and he's just like cackling while these little leopards are spraying milk. Uh, and uh, that's not even the weirdest thing in this movie. Uh, the reason why I like this movie so much is because. I've, one, I've never seen anything like it, but what I love about it is the whole movie is essentially basically just fucking with your perception of reality. Like, it never does what you would expect it to do. So, like, the example that jumps to my mind is there's, like, a there's a dead body on the floor. It just looks like a dead body. Uh, this character walks up to it. You think, well, there's nothing weird going on here. He's investigating this body. He grabs the person's face and like rips it off and it's made of cake. It's like a cake head. So he, this guy just starts eating this cake as he's ripping apart this guy's face. And it's like, <laughs> what the? I read into the background of this movie and it sounds like he and his like crew were on a lot of drugs when they were making this on purpose. Oh, There's just so much <laughs> fucking wild imagery with really cool colors, some startling violence. Uh, there's not like a cohesive sounds, sounds plot. Like Mandy. It's <laughs> <laughs> This movie is it's just fucking bonkers, man. Does I the, loved it. Does the brewery take its name from this? No, they take their name from uh, the album by the stoner metal band Sleep. Okay. Which maybe they took it from the movie. I don't know for sure. But, um, and how about the book The Alchemist? Does it take it from the main character played by Jodorowsky? What? The Alchemist? Yeah. Oh, right, because the main character, he's, he's not referred to specifically in the movie as the alchemist i don't recall but essentially he's he's trying to reach the holy mountain so he like comes into contact with these like eight individuals who are from other planets and they're supposed to represent like the most spectacular that humanity has the offer even though they're aliens and there's all this crazy shit that happens i love his outfit 
Yeah, he, he's got a cool outfit. There's some really strange violence and kind of sexual situations. Um, yeah, there's some there's some cool shots. Just really, really cool imagery that I loved. Um, so it, it's, a, it's one that I, I want to revisit. I thought it looked really cool. I was also uh, under the influence of marijuana when I watched it, so that Mary probably Jane. helped. Um, El Topo, though, that movie is not good. Did you have you seen that too, Travis? I watched both. They all, both of them went right over my head. The Holy Mountain was amazing. El Topo, it's not nearly as weird. Like it's still weird, but not in a fun way. The imagery isn't as provocative or kind of psychedelic. Um, it's just a lot of like dudes getting shot and then staggering and then they keep walking and then they get shot again and then they keep walking and there's like uh el topo is like uh the, he's also played by jodorowsky in this movie and he's essentially trying to on a quest for enlightenment and he kind of like develops following it's a lot of like deformed individuals so like people with um as an example and it's one of the most like visually striking moments in the movie is there's a guy with no arms carrying around on his back a guy with no legs so he's like <laughs> the guy on his back has arms and they these movies have really bad acting it's more noticeable in El Topo because there's really not like the crazy visuals that go along with it there's some crazy stuff but mostly it's just ludicrous and tonally like the music in this in this movie is like it sounds like a mariachi band playing at like a carnival like it's super goofy like the movie is just not so what did you give this i haven't rated it yet but probably like a two or a two and a half okay not me i did not i thought it was i was kind of bored out of my mind to be honest okay so i will give up some of my what i've been watching this week to discuss this matt mm. and i am putting you on the spot and i already alluded to this in our text but what <gasps> makes the holy mountain or like something that david lynch has directed as a like a masterpiece or a five-star movie and then something like nicholas winning reference neon demon or other stuff he's made or Mandy, for example, why are those lesser or why are they pretentious or hacks and the other guys are like masterworks and geniuses? Because I feel like they're playing in the same ballpark to a degree. There's a certain amount of mysticism when it comes to like Jodorowsky and Lynch where it kind of feels intangible. Like a lot of the imagery that they come up with, it is very like ephemeral. Like a lot of it is dreamlike and just out there bonkers. Nicholas winning Refn. Uh, I mean, I like a lot of his stuff, but yeah. neon demon in particular, it is like oversaturated colors and like mise-en-scene manipulation. But the substance of it, a lot of it is very literal and poorly handled. So, like, maybe this is. Let's focus testament. on Mandy, though, not Neon Demon. Mandy was just <laughs> its its style is very repetitive. Like, there are some standout moments, like the biker gang stuff. Yeah, but the color palette is—I mean, you get used to it, and it kind of once he kind of descends into hell or whatever the fuck happens in that movie. Um, it kind of amplifies those colors, but the imagery itself 
it's weird, but it's not like, see, I, so I watched the Holy Mountain and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, how could someone even think to stage this stuff? Like, who came up with this fucking crazy? It's the same thing with Lynch. It's like, what is going through this guy's head? Yeah. With Mandy, it's a little different because, like, it's not that out there of a movie in the sense that, like, the plot is a little loose, you know? It's kind of yeah. more about mood and atmosphere. Um, and it's, I don't know. Like, I guess it's just the scale of it, like... Well, it sounds like you're more impressed with just the audacity or, like, outerness of Lynch and Jodorowsky, and you're not impressed or not as impressed by, like, people who are maybe trying to emulate those guys or... <laughs> drawing influences from them it's also i'm more willing if i feel like something went over my head i'm willing to give that a lot more credit than something that was just very literal and wasn't like uh neon demon is like that a lot yeah it's just like i get it and it's so heavy-handed and annoying uh that it frustrates me whereas i look at something in the holy mountain and i'm like i don't know what the fuck i'm seeing but I know there's like, uh, like there's there's lots of like you religious it, imagery. Though. Yeah, like there's I, I like there's things I can point to and I can say, oh, like that's some sort of biblical reference. I don't really know what it's trying to do. It's so out there, but like I, I it pulls me in. Like I want to dissect it more, and I just appreciate the vision. Whereas those other guys, um, more you so, more so Neon Demon. <laughs> I get what, like, I see what's on the screen and it looks cool, but the substance of it is either handled poorly or it's too literal. I mean, the whole thing in Neon Demon where he, like, literally, she, like, eats the girl at the end and, like, barfs up the ear or whatever. Like, just yeah. way, way too on the nose for me, I guess. Okay. Well, I know people have personal preferences, but all the points you made about the Holy Mountain is... Like the same exact thing someone could say about Mandy, but be like just as enthused about Mandy as they are at the Holy Mountain. Yeah. So I guess it just comes down to personal preference. I mean, I think when you're talking about movies that have a lot of weird abstract thoughts going on, it is going to come down to personal preference. Like if there's something that I can tell is a little bit beyond me, but I feel like there's substance to it and there's meaning to it and, some intentionality and I'm getting at least a little bit of that and I'm interested I'll give that way more credit than if there's something that I just am not following and I think it's too much like synecdoche for me is that way it's like it's too much I don't know what is like there's not enough through lines to that movie for me to follow along I bet if I saw it again or maybe like twice back to back <laughs> I would be more to that point but on a first watch and you and I are usually like pretty, pretty in line with more abstract movies, but that's an example of where it's just personal preference, I think. And like, that's, see, that's a good example because I feel like I could continue to watch the Holy mountain and a lot of it is just not going to make any sense to me. Like, I think a lot of it is just like psychoactive, like crazy over the top visuals, Whereas, like, Synergy New York, like, the more I watch it, the more every line, every, like, sh like set design choice is adding to, like, what the movie is trying to do. Whereas, 
I'm sure I could watch this movie a million times, and there would I would there would be scenes where I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck he's trying to say, but it's weird and I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't know. For me, like I feel like I could watch the Holy Mountain ten times and probably never understand it. Like I'd have to like have someone like hand holding or telling me what it's supposed to mean for me to understand what's going on. And I don't even know if there is. Well, there's got to be some sort of meaning, but as far as trying to make sense of everything, like maybe that's not the point in doing that movie. But like with Mandy, the first time I watched it, I was slightly puzzled what I just saw and thought it was kind of slow, but I dug it. And then on rewatches, I've just enjoyed it immensely. And like, I just like, like the mood. I like the colors. I like the music, like everything about it. I just enjoy but I don't ever see myself enjoying the Holy Mountain in that way. And so I guess it really just comes down to preference. <laughs> totally. I mean, Mandy is a weird movie, but it's got nothing on the Holy Mountain. Like, there's at least a through line. <laughs> what is that? What do you mean by that? What do I mean? Like, there's at on least, it? in the sense, like, it just as far as, like, it's, it's, like, weirdness. Like, how out there it is with its okay, yeah, visual, sure. like, symbolism. Mandy, like... I think I would probably like it more if I watched it again, but you can at least kind of follow the through line as far yeah. as what's yeah, actually yeah. happening it's a lot in more the movie. Simple. And there's themes and I don't know, they're a little loose, but you you can kind of figure out what he's trying to say or what he's trying to do with the Holy Mountain. It's kind of above everyone. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean there are like but, critics who who say like his movies are nothing. They're just like he just did drugs and he like if they had some crazy ideas yeah. and he put them on a movie. Like I I get That's that how criticism. I would review that movie. It's, yeah. I don't get much out of it. And at the very least I'd want enjoyment or like stimulating images, but all you just get is weird stuff that doesn't really connect or make any sort of sense yeah a lot of it (laughs) is like cool to see but it doesn't make any literal sense at least to me on a first watch you know what i mean yeah it's not a movie that like you're gonna show to to mom and dad when you go home for christmas i don't know if you'd show mandy to mom and dad either maybe i'll watch you uh, (laughs) not my parents (laughs) um i feel like you probably also wouldn't be into super it. into it yeah i think I like weird stuff yeah it's I, w- probably one of the weirdest things you'll ever see though yeah totally i think as a curiosity uh yeah some of it's pretty gross a little not in like a uh like a realistic like graphic sense but there is some like out there violence there's some yeah. like, i mean he's sexual you the, moments the video on like, instagram the dude just spraying the lactating on. <laughs> well, no, I sent it to you guys uh, via text. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like I put so I I it like, was a pretty good meme. I drew or on it. Gift, like I said, whatever. the dude getting the milk in his face was me, and that the guy spraying in the milk was the Holy Mountain. Oh, hold on. I just I like gotta, eating it up. I gotta find that. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. For example, like Eraserhead, I thought it was gross and boring and confusing. See, I. I would say Eraserhead is a much, well, I don't know. It's all subjective, but I enjoyed Eraserhead more. Oh, I was at work when you sent this to me. That's what I didn't watch. Or was oh. digging it more. <laughs> right. You said not safe for work or something. Yeah. <laughs> and would be more interested in revisiting that. Yeah. The Holy Mountain, I'm like, that's like, yeah. 
more than an arm's length. There are some me. movies. I mean, we all like have a lot of common ground, but we also have all of our own like tastes. You know, there are some movies that were just. <laughs> you're not gonna like you know what i mean like we all have our own kind of wheelhouse and there's some movies that like no matter how much any of us gush over it like just not gonna like good time i'm never gonna like good time as much as you and i'm never gonna like suspiria as much as you guys oh man movie kills no (laughs) mother suspirium no so uh, let's not go there. <laughs> that's the uh, the Jodorowsky uh, power hour. All right, someone else can go. I wish I could have directed Dune, but let's be honest, you should Denny watch Villeneuve's that. Will be much better it's than be whatever the changer. hell Jodorowsky would have made. I think I'm going to do that that documentary next. You would. It's very interesting. Yeah. Very fascinating. Just and it's basically basically the only. Or I guess yeah, the only version of his Dune you're gonna get is like a documentary about it, right? <laughs> mm. uh, which one of you guys is going? Next? Well, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, Matt, but uh, just had to get your uh, thoughts out there. It's a good good combo. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you watch? One of those movies that you referenced um, recently? No, I just I don't know when when there's like weird or obscure movies out there and then some people are over the moon about them, but then like hate others and I'm guilty of it too. I just find it kind of like weird slash fascinating, like why people gravitate towards something, but not the others. Yeah. You look at this weird movie that you like and that weird movie that you hate, but I like, and you're like, where's the disconnect? Yeah. I like this weird shit, yeah. <laughs> not that weird shit. Why do you like that weird shit, but not this weird shit? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just interesting to me, but Tom, do you have anything for us? Yeah, I have a couple things. Um, some TV. Uh, I watched watch. the Blazers. I did watch the Blazers. <laughs> I watched um, Free Solo. Oh, yeah. It's on Hulu now, right? Yeah. Did you guys see that? I did. Yeah. Travis did. He's going to the bathroom, so you probably didn't hear that. But yeah, I did not. Not yet, anyway. Um, It's good. I. The guy is weird. As you can imagine. I mean, you'd have to be to be that yeah. like, dedicated to and something. he's in a relationship that just feels so strange throughout the whole <laughs> thing. Because, like, the, the girl, she's from Seattle. She met him at, like, a book signing or something. I don't know where she met him. Um, but she is a normal person who clearly longs for emotional connection and is having a really hard time getting it from him. Yeah. Especially as he approaches his event, he gets more and more distant. Um, it was weird to watch that. It was like, wow, you know, from an outsider's perspective, you should definitely find somebody else to be with. This will never be easy for what <laughs> <Right>. you want. <laughs> like there are enough hard things in a relationship without having to convince the other person that they should be in the relationship. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting, but not my favorite part. My favorite part is just where he's climbing. That stuff is the footage. nuts. The footage is incredible. What he does is incredible. The, um, the training that goes into it, the, the technical proficiency. I really liked most of the technical climbing stuff. I wish we could have gotten more of it, you know, where he's just like practicing his moves, doing his exercises, like just the discipline that goes into it was pretty, pretty impressive. Um, but that being said, it's only like really the last 20 minutes of the movie that you get just like sweat, sweat under the arms, 
clenching the jaw. More or less of him uh, preparing his little chili and sweet potatoes or whatever it was. Uh, actually, I like that part because it was like you get to see the weird life that he lives. Yeah. He like, he's just bare necessities, right? He, he, <laughs> he cooks something in a pot and then he eats it out of the pot. If it's a soup, he just pours it into his mouth from the pot. Sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> like, why bother with all that bullshit, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of his approach in life. It was so interesting. You, you liked it? Yeah, I liked it. But, come on, not better than Mining the Gap, though, right? Haven't seen it. You still haven't watched it? I thought no. you... Oh, shit. I still haven't. It's I on it Hulu. You picked Free Solo over Mining uh, the Gap? It, it was a group decision. Ooh, it's always a group decision. Completely different <laughs> movies, though. <laughs> uh, it was... I gave it three and a half stars. Yeah. The, oh, the come footage on. is incredible. Come what? On. What is it with you? What it's do you want to say? <laughs> it was a great documentary. <laughs> it's a Captain Marvel score. I don't know. It kind of faded solo. for me a little bit. Hmm. The footage is incredible. I thought it was fascinating. Like, footage itself, five stars. Him yeah. him as a character, I thought he was pretty interesting. And the whole relationship yeah. aspect, I thought, like, delving into that, I thought was interesting. I found that part frustrating. Frustrating, yeah, but, I mean, it's him wanting... How about annoying? Because it was frustrating. I mean, yeah, sure. It's It was annoying, but I think that was kind of the point, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> See, so, like... I, I do want to watch this, but I feel like the ceiling for me is pretty low as far as just like a human interest story for me. Cause like I can, I can admire somebody who like dedicates their life to perfecting Sushi. a craft and being the best. But this guy, like I don't, he climbs a fucking rock. He climbs a cliff. Like no, at the end dude. of the day, no. I don't really care about when like you these kinds of killer segue. These kind too. of extreme like sports stuff. Like when you I see it. don't. I think rock climbing is lame as hell. It's cool, sure, but like it's impressive. Why? Of all the things to dedicate your life. Well, to, that's because he's crazy. Like he is climbing, and someone he knows, borderline, who also does uh, uh, free climbing, just died doing some <coughs> stupid climb. And he's like, oh, yeah, that'll happen. And it's like, dude, what? But see, you guys don't understand where he's coming from. Because he has found his one true love. Oh, I think I do understand where he's coming from. No, it doesn't mean it's not ridiculous. Well, sure, you can understand where he's coming from, but maybe you can't just relate or fathom it. Because you're basically saying it's it's not impressive to you or like not cool to you, but to him it's his world. Yeah. So it's just like personal preference or personal taste. It's a different world, man. Like, I don't know. I play Apex Legends for six hours a night, and some people probably think that's a giant waste of time. But It's not going to kill you. I enjoy doing it. Yeah, but I enjoy doing it, and it could kill me. No. Yes. If I just sat and played. Yeah, but <laughs> that's that's the thing. Though. It has long-lasting effects, Tom. <laughs> I also enjoy video games. Like, so... If someone made a movie about you playing Apex Legends, like I wouldn't. Watch no one that. would watch it. <laughs> I wouldn't watch that. But like, you would people, watch it. People it's watch. Me. Well, Twitch. yeah. But people watch Twitch streams and stuff, you know, because they like video games. Yeah. This guy, like, it just seems like honestly, it seems like a waste of a life to me. To Not you. that I don't waste a, you know, other people might say I waste a bunch of my time, but no, it makes no, me no. happy. Dude, right. it's it makes human him achievement. Happy. It's human achievement. It's like how far can the human 
go, what can the human accomplish? It's like circumnavigating yeah. the globe, it's like landing or on running a hundred miles, or landing on the moon, or all that other bullshit that's objectively pointless, which is actually kind of awesome. Yeah, sure. Like the human condition, like pushing things to the limit. Like the Olympics. I is get a it. Good example. But like, if I don't you, think you get it. Going to the moon is different. No, you. This guy can't <laughs> climb. Different. This guy can't climb to the moon. Sure, he can climb to the top of this rock face. I can get in a fucking helicopter, and I'm at the top of that shit. Like at the but end you of the didn't day, climb it without equipment. That's what makes it impressive. It's. I, it's I'm not denying the fact that it's impressive. <laughs> I don't find it interesting. Okay. Well, I recently, I recently went and saw Apollo 11, and I saw First Man last year, and I don't know if we're done talking about free solo or the impressiveness of it but <laughs> i felt not very impressed watching apollo 11 and part of that's probably because i know the story i just saw first man but like to me i'm just sitting there like yep seen this before and going to the moon is it's impressive but to me not that impressive what <laughs> <laughs> dude it's the moon it's el capitan no. Yes. Don't even. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. How is it different? How is it different? Because it's something you wouldn't have the first the, idea of how to get to the moon. Would you, you have know the how first to climb idea to, the to successfully climb that mountain without any equipment? Yeah, I can training and preparation. It, just I can like the fucking it. moon. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, it's not. Just- Let's go, tip for tap. There's so many different, like, the engineering that goes yes, sure, into... Sure, there's, there's different complications involved, but... Going like, to, the mu- to, to the moon is a, a collection of human knowledge that's been accumulated over So is that centuries. mountain. No. Yes, no. they had to groom the mountain to be a course, and climbers have done it over the course of many years. Yes, but they I under- could have done that. I understand... On a objective level, I guess that going to the moon is more impressive than climbing a mountain. A guy climbing equipment. a rock. Now going but, to the moon without a spaceship, with no equipment, pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> more, arguably more impressive. Yes, but if we are relating it to me and my viewing of it, I, it's probably just because it was in the '60s. It's like such a thing of the past at this point that I just didn't find the whole moon landing that interesting. Maybe this because it was my first experience of it. Groundbound. But that that's how I felt <laughs> watching First Man was like once we got up to the moon and Ryan Gosling, you know, stepped foot on the moon, I was like, this is it? It's like a, a little gray desert. Like, <laughs> what is, there's nothing to see here. I just, you don't know until you get there, bro. <laughs> There was not much up there. <laughs> <laughs> Just the scope of it, like the perspective. But like you, you could can... you could relate that to Free Solo. The scope of that is huge. And you, you would never accomplish that in your lifetime. <laughs> if I wanted to. Give I, me give me twelve months. <laughs> There's <laughs> no. only one person. <laughs> give me twelve months. And I'm climbing that thing <laughs> with equipment. Three years. Dude, <laughs> I understand that. Yes, the the moon landing as a whole is more substantial, more complicated, more important. Whatever. I mean, just the but, just the coordination needed to pull that hoax off. 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick, like getting all the camera equipment on that. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. I was I was really excited to see the documentary because I I heard a bunch of good things about it. But like the most interesting stuff was the stuff that was like not on the moon. <laughs> it was like leading up to it and then getting back home. But like all the stuff in the middle about like launching and getting there. I've seen it before multiple times and I don't know. It's just, it wasn't that interesting. I, there's this weird, like Haley is like this too. There are some people who just like, aren't like in awe of space. Like she, like some people are just so bored by space movies, anything that's set in space or documentaries or things about the moon. Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, Every time I'm just like awestruck by like the fact that we actually accomplish this, you know what I mean? Like that's why I love First Man so much. That's why I really want to see the documentary. Like I will never not be in awe of the fact that like in the grand scheme of things, like the moon is basically like from Washington to Oregon, you know what I mean? Like in the grand scheme of the universe, it's so small, but it's such a huge thing. Like I don't know, there's just something about the scope of it. Yeah, that will always just leave me. But what about the lives and money that it took to get there, man? <sighs> the implications worth it. But El Capitan over here is <laughs> not impressive. No, it never says not impressive. I think he did. I said <laughs> it's uninteresting, lines. and I think that guy uh, fucking wasted his life. But that's like personal <laughs> preference on how you want to live your life. Yeah, it's like did what? he waste his life? He climbed the I don't think he did. Young, he's a celebrity. He's famous. Maybe he'll die climbing a rock. He will climbing a rock. I just I I, he I absolutely can't. will. He's climbing a rock. Like honestly, like I know that I I know how impressive a feat it is. But at the end of the day, the homeboy just fucking climbed a rock. Okay. But it's All more right. than just a rock. It's the rock. Just like it's the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have something that will probably unify you both. Okay. Which is um, my movie viewing experiences lately. Oh, God. <laughs> so I've been flying a lot. But now to California, which is a short flight. It's kind of difficult to squeeze a movie in. Especially, you know, with those early times, I sleep for the first half, wake up, pop something on. So in the last couple of weeks, I've watched um, half of Queen. Oh, no. Of like Queen? Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, Bohemian okay. Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Uh, not not very good. Okay. Did you? I like it. You? My yeah. mom tried to make me watch it. Yeah, not very good. No. Um, I... Dropped off right at that part where he was starting to get kind of lonely in his big house, and uh, mm. he threw the party for himself, and that's that was it. Um, I watched. Got to see that Live Aid performance. Oh, okay. You got to keep going. Knock your socks off, yeah. So, uh, on the next flight, I put on um, Ralph Breaks the Internet, mm. and I got about halfway, <laughs> and um, and uh, then I landed. So this has nothing to do with you, your enjoyment of it. No, I, I liked it fine. But you had to turn it off due to... Yes. You don't like, look at the runtime before you start it and be like, I can finish this or I can't finish this. I do. 
<laughs> Do you plan on finishing these or going back Tentatively, to them? Yeah. So I got back on my return flight home and I had been watching Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet with my phone app. Yeah. Um, but on the way back, I had the TV and the TV only had Wreck-It Ralph. Hmm. So I watched half of Wreck-It Ralph. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm barfing a little. <laughs> it was also pretty good. I've never seen either of those, so I feel like I got I got the yeah, GIF. Yeah. Get just GIF. Two halves make a whole. <laughs> It was interesting. There were a lot different. Um, the first one has more. It's John C. Riley, right? Yeah. More of his like kind of charisma and his like, you know, oh, I don't know. Nobody seems to like me, kind of thing that he does at the <laughs> beginning of the movie. I, I like that. I really like Sarah Silverman. She's great. Vanellope. Um, yeah, Vanellope. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh. I liked where the second movie was going. It was a little snappier, a little more fast paced. Yeah, um, I, I was enjoyed enjoying that. It looked good. Quite a bit. Yeah. What uh, what airline are you flying? Alaska. I'm going to be flying Alaska. So Ralph breaks the internet is uh, is on there. Yeah. You should okay. be able to fit it in, right, to Florida. Oh, dude, that's like a <laughs> six hour flight. There's a couple other mo- newer releases, but I feel like they're due for a a refresh, a proper viewing. No, I mean, like, they need oh. to bring in some more new releases. <laughs> I see. Why you can watch half of them. <laughs> why haven't the airlines got into the exclusive content business? Like, why can't we have Alaska Presents... Like, Brink? What? Brink? Alaska Presents... Like a Disney Smart House? Movie? Yeah, yeah, like ne- like a Netflix original. Have, like, an Alaska original. What would it be? The Play new it? Kevin James film, exclusive to <laughs> Delta Airlines. United 93. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Snakes on a plane. Uh, are they allowed to show those types of movies when you're flying? Like, do they have Sully? Or, uh, they definitely had Sully. Did they Did they have uh, Flight? No, what's the one with... Um, United 93's got to be banned. <laughs> the one with Denzel. <laughs> flight. That was Flight? Yeah. Okay. I don't know, maybe. That was a while ago, but... Hmm. Anyway, I thought that would piss you guys off, so... I don't know how you do it, man. I I won't even bother. If I know I can't finish it, I won't bother. I don't know. I just want the flight to be over. It distracts me till I land. Plus, I get a little, you know, a little taste of the glory. See what it tastes like. (laughs) (laughs) See, but at that point, why don't you just, like, throw something on you've already seen so you can just, like... Because I've already watched Blade Runner 2049 like five times. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay, we're going to watch Game Night? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not even on a plane. Is that, is that it for you? Aside from TV. Okay. Uh, I will go. Um, I'll start with a rewatch of Larian. And movie rocks. Yes. Up to a four point five. Yes. Would be a five. If. Except Dane DeHaan is the worst. Yes. Isn't he coming yes. out in something yep. else new? Dane DeHaan? Yeah. I don't know. He really brings that movie down. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> he's, he's but bad. he just sucks. Yeah. He, he is terrible. Especially in that movie. Especially in that movie. I saw him in something else too where he was really I dreadful. I don't think I minded him really in 
Cure for Wellness? Like I oh. he, was he was in Chronicle? Yeah, I never saw main, that movie. He's the main so. actor in Chronicle. Oh. <laughs> and then he's Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I thought he was, I mean, most of that movie's bad. But he, I mean, he, he was fine for that movie, I guess. But Larian. He's in The Place Beyond the Pines. Just not cutting it. Yeah, oh, he yeah. plays uh, the older version of, or no, he plays the son of Bradley Cooper. No, of Gosling. The son of Bradley Cooper is the douche, like yep, the, the with boy, the accent with, yep. and the okay. Oh, he was fine in <laughs> the, the place bully. beyond the pines. I think I yeah. remember thinking he was good. Yeah, yeah. Fine. I didn't know who he was at that time, though. But yeah, it's, no, especially but now, that <laughs> now that I know, movie sucks. And uh, yeah, I remember him not being great in Cure for Wellness, but. Remember that movie I told you about in Antarctica with like the two lovers and the bear or whatever that he was in? Oh, Infinitely Polar Bear or something? Between Us? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Wait. Oh, no. That's a different movie. I think it's called Two Lovers and a Bear. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't remember me talking about I do that? remember it you talking sucked. about it. It sucked. That movie was terrible. But he's, yeah, he's bad in it. Two movies. Or two, <laughs> two, two movies in it. And a bear. I literally think it's called Two Lovers and a Bear. <laughs> Tight. Uh. <laughs> um, I watched Piercing, which came out this year on VOD and various select theaters. Directed by your boy Matt, who did uh, the Eyes of My Mother. He's also oh. doing the Grudge remake coming out next year, I think. Wait, so the Grudge was already a remake? Yeah, they're doing another. They're one. rebooting the Grudge. Mm-hmm. <sighs> This guy makes it sound like he's got something interesting to do with the franchise, so we'll see. Is Piercing a uh, foreign language film? No. Who's in this movie? Uh, Christopher Abbott and Mia Wasikowska. She's in all those like weird... Anytime like a foreign film director who does weird shit gets to do it like an English language movie, they get Mia Wasikowska to do it. I don't even know if he's foreign. I think he just wanted to do a foreign movie. Like a when... Spanish language? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know anything about. I I love that movie, but I don't. I don't know the person's name. His name is Nicholas Winding Refn. Nicholas Pesh Pesky Pesky. I don't know. Um, Piercing was okay though. I liked the style of it and the mood of it, but it was not very captivating. What kind of movie is it? It's hard to even say, but it's probably like a horror <laughs> thriller. Okay. Um, it's basically about this guy who like, wants to set up an encounter with a prostitute and then kill her. Okay. And there's a little bit of like setup to that, but not much. And so I was just confused by what the movie was trying to really do or say. Like, There's not really much of a plot. It's just mostly these two characters hanging out in in a, in a hotel room but like they're also slowly getting to know each other but in a very weird fashion yeah <laughs> and it just i don't know it just felt kind of like a short film to me that's like cool idea cool visuals like technically well made but just felt like kind of inconsequential and kind of flat from like a story standpoint huh. okay do you think i would i like it more than mm, you like should i you might like it more than me i can't see you liking it less than me <laughs> sure <laughs> i gave it three stars um i do have it on my 
It might be on my Voodoo account. So. It averages a 3.1. Ooh, that's not very good. For what, Letterboxd? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not very good. No. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, already talked about Infinity War a little bit. Oh, I saw Arctic. Arctic. Oh, the, the second Mads Mikkelsen snow movie. Yes. And uh, it was... Pretty average, pretty average survival movie. Uh, don't really feel like they really covered any new ground, but uh, he did have a good performance. It's a mostly muted movie, not a lot of dialogue, um, just basically about this guy trying to survive out in the Arctic. Did you watch Polar? Did not. Oh, okay. Uh, curious, but I've heard nothing but bad things, so I'm a little turned off. Yeah, but, Arctic was supposed to be the good one, so if yeah. you weren't super into Arctic, then... I mean, it was good, it's just it's just <sighs> nothing special. Like, right. I, I'd probably, I'd even recommend Triple Frontier over Arctic, over just because it's more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's it's decently made, and worth a watch. Um, I have been on a Wolkowski kick... The Wachowskis. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I started with Bound, which is amazing. Have you guys ever seen that? I have not. I saw it's on Amazon or whatever. It's on some streaming platform. I have the unrated Blu-ray. Oh, shit. It is. Steamy? Oh, the steamy. <laughs> <laughs> the sex scene in this, out of this world. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Is it actually a good movie? (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) What? No, it is a good movie. I mean, part of it's kind of corny and a little cheesy and almost feels like a bad porno, but the filmmaking is very impressive and it kind of has that like like old school impressiveness where it's like really flashy. I don't know. I don't feel like movies are as flashy as they used to be, but... It's flashy in a good way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like just a lot of little like camera tricks and like shots or angles you really haven't seen before. Um, or you don't see that often. But it's it's essentially just like a gangster picture and it's somewhat of a thriller. But um, yeah, Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon are pretty sexy in this and... Yeah, that's sexy. <laughs> Isn't Gina Gershon old? Mm, she's like probably 40s or 50s now. Now? Yeah. Really? She's not that old. I think of her, like, I would think she was like a peer of like Goldie Hawn. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably like in her 30s in when this came out. This came out in 96. Okay. So she's probably, yeah, like late 40s, early 50s. Is that the movie they did right before The Matrix? Mm-hmm. This is kind of what got them started. It okay. sounded like they already had the idea for The Matrix, but then Warner Brothers didn't like trust them enough to give them enough money to make The Matrix, so they let them make this as kind of like a trial run. Right. And so it, it did well critically, but not financially, so I guess that gave them enough... Um, yeah, enough to green light it or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys should check it out. It's um, it's a good 90s thriller. It's on my watch list for whatever streaming platform it's on. So I remember I had like an independent film. I had IFC channel when I was in high school and Bound was on like all the time. Hmm. 
but I don't think it's I ever fun. watched it. And then I watched the Matrix trilogy. I won't spend too much time on them because people know what those are and yep. what they're all about. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, one's the best? Come on. Is that even a question? Number two. <laughs> are you for real? <laughs> yeah, what are you probably love the Matrix, right? At least the first one. Um yeah. I haven't seen them for forever. I was rewatching the Matrix one recently. Didn't get all the way through. Because you landed. <laughs> fell asleep, <laughs> yeah. I think. Oh, okay. Um but it was amazing. a lot of fun. It's I was really enjoying it. Matt, your quick take on the Matrix? Um, pretty great, but maybe a little overrated. The first one, very yeah. overrated. I, I don't think. No, 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 no. I don't not think overrated. They were amazing. <laughs> I think they were just yeah. like special for their time. Still hold the first one. Still holds up and is amazing. Pretty, yeah, it holds up pretty well. Like it's it's pretty good, but I like I wouldn't put it in like any any like best sci fi movie conversation. Well, it's more of an action ear. <laughs> even like even still, a lot of the like the. CG and the the like fight choreography is it's a little corny. Eh, it's I would say maybe slightly dated. It's still a great movie. The CG actually holds up pretty well in the first one. There's a couple spotty moments, um, but I don't know. I think the first Matrix is amazing and probably like top five action movies. Just because what. Yeah, dude. top five action yeah, movies because it has so many good action set pieces they're all like varying they're all different and i just think it's it's a cool idea and the way they handle exposition in it is pretty clever because we're basically neo being fed all this information about the matrix it gets way more like expositiony in the second and third one where they're just dumping information on you and yeah. you can't even really like sparse through it. <laughs> but the first one I think they handle it well. And it's just like I don't know, it's so well paced, like it just has like a really good arc too for Neo as a character and like that that hallway sequence when him and Trinity are like mowing down those security guards and like the whole helicopter sequence the fight at the end with Agent Smith. I mean, most of that stuff gets kind of like corny or repetitive, especially in the later ones. But like, I don't know. I think the first Matrix is awesome. The the set design, the whole look, the costumes, the lines, the vibe. And that fucking Rage Against the Machine song at the end. Some of the music choices are definitely fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And some of the like techno-y stuff definitely feels dated. But I don't know. The first one still, it it gave me the like giddy feeling, which I rarely get watching a movie. The end of that movie is pretty fucking stupid. Where he like hangs up the phone, the Rage Against the Machine song kicks in, and then he like stands there. Puts on his sunglasses, and then it's like, meow, 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 and then he fucking like starts <laughs> flying up into the air, like what? Neo rocks. <laughs> that was <laughs> kind of awesome. It, it's, <laughs> it kind of is, but it's pretty stupid. It kind of it comes out know. of nowhere. I feel like if if the Matrix was a standalone thing, like I feel like the sequels have kind of like tarnished the original. I don't know, dude. That party at Zion. Yeah, Matrix Reloaded. I remember being pretty cool. Matrix Reloaded might be my least favorite of the three. What? Revolutions 
is a bad movie. Mev- no, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think they're both kind of on par. They're both not great. They're both. Which one has okay. uh, Monica Bellucci? Both second and third. Mm. Second one has that sweet freeway scene. Though. That's the shining moment. In that. Yeah. One of the few shining moments. The worst thing about this trilogy, which was probably one of the coolest things growing up, is the fight where he does he fights like a hundred um agent smiths in the um like the little like what's it called courtyard yeah courtyard it just looks it's it's goes on way too long it looks so fake it's like just way too over the top like there's even a point where he like throws one of them into a bunch of other ones and it does like a bowling ball yeah like (laughs) it's and some of the cg doesn't look great either but i don't know first one is amazing yeah, second and third one can take it or leave it. But. I haven't seen the second and third ones probably since the mid two thousands. <laughs> yeah, I would say if you have any inkling to go back, just uh, watch the first one and maybe do a little reading or viewing on YouTube for the the filler <laughs> piece. <laughs> I did also watch the Animatrix. Um, don't really have much to say. They some of them were more interesting and entertaining than the others, but they all felt kind of just inconsequential or not really important to the whole Matrix universe. They just felt kind of disconnected. I don't know. Maybe I need to dive in a little deeper. (laughs) I never watched it. Me neither. They all have... The one thing I found interesting, though, is they all have... Well, for the most part, they have different animation styles, so at least that's kind of cool because you get a different look, at least... Um, I can go. I have I have a couple other things. Go ahead. Uh, I'll do these two at the same time. Uh, I watched Inside and Martyrs, which are both uh, French horror movies. They're a part of that like new French extremism movement that kind of started in the early two thousands and went through. Is it still going? Basically, the two thousands. Yeah, I mean, Raw is considered part of that part oh, of that okay. movement. Um, so both of these movies are notorious for being some of the most graphic, like as far as violence movies, like disturbing movies ever made. Um, I really, really liked both of them. Inside is, uh, I think I probably liked a little bit more because it's home invasion is my shit. And that movie is a home invasion movie. It's essentially a pregnant woman who, uh, a woman comes to her house and then basically terrorizes her because she wants her baby. So there's some really fucked pretty up terrifying. moments. Yeah, there's some pretty <laughs> scary parts in the movie as she's getting in the house and the horrific things she's doing to this woman, all the opportunities that she has to be saved, but the the uh, the woman who is basically the, like the aggressor manipulates the situation. Uh, lots of people get killed uh, in very graphic ways, and by the end of the movie is that's when it really gets like fucked up because there's like a she basically goes to town on the woman's belly and like cuts it open and you see this like hole in her belly as she takes the it's it's fucked up um top of your watch list Tom. <laughs> very scary uh mm-hmm. and in both 80 movies, minutes yeah it's short uh martyrs uh is even more graphic i would say there is some gnarly shit that happens in that movie um that movie is a little bit more out there uh i was not expecting it to go where it went like that movie is pretty gnarly did you know Um, anything going into it 
like the plot or I knew it was like a like a revenge movie. I knew it was about like two women who were seeking revenge. Is that's but basically you, all you didn't I really know what you were getting in for no. as far as the ending. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> See I vaguely remember the ending. I just remember it being really fucked up and just like wait, what? Yeah. Kind of mind blowing. It's pretty nuts. So I admire that about it. It's not very scary. Um there are some pretty crazy moments that did freak me out, but uh I think I rated them both four and a half. Uh they're both very effective and i'm also a little bit of a gore hound like i I like seeing those like super graphic movies um they didn't feel exploitative they were very very graphic um but they it's not like a saw movie you know where it's just like those movies don't have a ton of substance i feel like there's some like uh socio-political stuff going on in these movies especially with martyrs um that i found interesting um, I think Saw has substance. They might just do the same thing over and over. I think <laughs> the first Saw has substance as it kind of turns into just like a money-making venture. It, it turns into like what creative fucked up ways can we come up with to kill people? You know, yeah. these movies aren't about that. It's not about like uh, how graphic you can make the... I mean, it is, but it's for the impact. It's not right. just so that you can be like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> Um, so I watched those, and then, did anybody else watch Leaving Neverland? Did not. Tom, you also did not, did you? I saw part of the first episode. Sarah saw the whole thing. Um, it was very messed up. Uh, Leaving Neverland, for those who don't know, is a new HBO documentary film broken up into two parts about two men who were sexually abused by Michael Jackson. And uh, it's a very sobering watch. I mean, we all kind of knew that Michael Jackson was a pedophile. Um, but that kind of happened. The first like court case and allegations were in like, 1993, 94. So I was too young. Second one was like 2003 through 2005. I didn't pay that close attention other than like the, the cultural stuff. I mean, scary movie, I think... Four has that Michael Jackson bit. There's the South Park episode about Michael Jackson. Oh yes. Um, so I always knew that like there were these allegations against him, um, and I believed them, but I didn't really know what his mo was. And this movie, like, the reason why it's so startling is because you see a pattern, and then you think. Like, there's these two men who came forward. There's two boys slash men who came out with their story earlier, like the first court cases. But you just look at this pattern and you just think, like, how many boys, like, suffered at the hands of Michael Jackson? Like, you see his processes, the fucked up things he did, how it fucked up their lives. Like, it's it's tough to watch, but it's too long. It's four hours, like... The OJ documentary is like seven hours, but I didn't care because there's just so much to that story. This is, it's from the, the subjects of the documentary are the victims. So it's about like their mental health, what their lives were like growing up. It's not really about Michael Jackson, but uh, the part one is not nearly as, as interesting as part two. Um, just because there's there's a lot of groundwork that is laid and they talk about like their relationship with him and 
don't know. I feel like it could have been an incredible three-hour documentary instead of a very good but kind of unevenly paced two-part documentary series, if that makes sense. So it's an hour mm-hmm. too long. Yeah. Did anyone noteworthy direct this? Um, I think his name is Dan Reed, I think. <clears throat> He's done other documentaries, but not not anything I've seen. Um, Does this uh, give you the same feeling as uh, Abducted in Plain Sight, where you're just like, what the fuck? Or... Abducted in Plain Sight <clears throat> was kind of, it sounds bad to say, but kind of funny in that you're like, that story is a lot more crazy in like the, the substance of it. Yeah. This is Michael Jackson just being like manipulative and like it, it's gross. Not that abducted in plain sight isn't gross, but well, it's like it just a little bit more out the way you were talking about it makes Michael Jackson sound kind of like the the bad guy in abducted in plain sight. Yeah, I mean he basically he was like a master manipulator as well. Yeah, he like conditions all the boys. Like it's about like the grooming process and like his manipulation Disgusting. of them. It's it's messed up. Um, anybody who defends Michael Jackson after having seen it, there's people who will refuse to see it. Tell him, Matt. Tell him. You can't. Him. Like I don't know how you can watch this and be <laughs> like, like the two. They're they're stories. Like there's so many parallels. Like it's the same process. He did the same thing to both of them. You know. So. Can you separate the uh, artist from the uh, art perpetrator? <laughs> what is it? Uh, n- no, I don't think I can. So you, not with him. You're not gonna put a uh, Michael Jackson on your Spotify playlist. No, no more Thriller on the Halloween playlist next not year. Not gonna do a rendition of karaoke at uh, <laughs> that opera. No, I'm, I'm not doing Billy Jean. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Sarah told me that um, both. Michael Jackson and R. Kelly sales are spiking. Spiking? Yes. People are buying their music. Because people are afraid it's going to be like removed? Or no, no. In it's... solidarity. What? Like they don't, they, they believe in their innocence that, that Michael Jackson was not a pedophile, that R. Kelly was not a pedophile. So is this just like a case of like. <laughs> turning the other way (laughs) it's the same thing happened with oj you know people were like oj would never do that like any celebrity who has like a dedicated but there's like facts that prove that they actually are guilty yeah but people still just believe that they aren't yeah aren't look at our president dude aren't these people kind of (laughs) crazy yes look man if if the flat earth had albums out they would sell (laughs) um so yeah I watched that. Uh, I guess I'll just talk about HBO shit. Uh, I watched the HBO. first two episodes of The Case Against Adnan Syed, mm. which is a docu-series, a four-part docu-series. Two episodes have aired. I've watched both of them. Uh, anyone who listened to season one of the podcast Serial should be familiar with the Adnan Syed case. Uh, How much overlap is there in the material? Well, they don't really do too much to like establish the timeline because they like they reference serial directly so it's not there's there's not a ton of retreading the same stuff um any new interesting information 
kind so I, I don't really know if there's been any new information yet, but the way it's framed, I find very interesting. Like there's just something about being able to put faces to everything, like seeing the court footage, seeing Jay and his sketchy ass, like giving his testimony in court and them like, I, I just feel like it's such, it's, it's a much more effective means of telling a story like this because you have the visual component of it too not that you can't do a good like dramatized like a podcast series a docu documentary style podcast but film is the greatest art form it's yeah you can just do so much more <laughs> like they uh they spend a lot of time interviewing like adon's family and stuff so i don't really remember that being in no. the podcast very much um and season or not season two episode two is better than episode one they episode two is basically the case against jay did you listen to it travis yeah, yeah. jay is so sketchy yeah so yeah, this I, reinforces that i enjoyed serial quite a bit i mean it's a little lackluster of an ending but worth it though yeah and yeah. there's there's it's all about the journey this is all taking place after, so the interviews are new interviews. So they're talking; they they actually talk about serial the podcast in the context of the case now. You know what I mean? So it's pretty interesting. I definitely want to keep watching and see. It seems like they're building toward some of the crazy shit, whereas the podcast is pretty front loaded with the crazy shit. Maybe they learned their lesson with the podcast. Yeah, because the last couple episodes of the podcast is it's retreading a lot of the same points, and there's no payoff. It's kind of a wet noodle. This I feel like the way it's structured is kind of building towards something. Ultimately, I'm sh I mean he is still in jail, so ultimately, what's going to happen? But yeah, do you know if there's been any like recent updates on the case or anything? Um, or will this show actually? delve into that it'll delve into that i know there was so they're getting into like his retrial right now that'll probably be episode three um some of this stuff is it's like fascinating to watch but after a while it just becomes kind of like routine or monotonous like he like i felt the same way watching the staircase like fascinating story like all the court case and stuff are super interesting. Like watching the family and all that is interesting and captivating. But then like the longer you watch it, the longer you get into it, the more it like slows down and the more it like retreads information and it just kind of gets boring or stale. And I'm sure that's how the court cases feel to a degree, <laughs> but yeah, it's just as entertainment. It just seems like, yeah. Yeah. It's worth watching. It's, it's, it's well put together. Um, I rewatched all of Eastbound and Down. Not going to say a ton about that, but Kenny Powers is one of the best television characters ever. He's a pretty shitty guy. Uh, <laughs> That's the point, though. But uh, Danny McBride as him is just perfect. Like yeah. His delivery, the way he says things, it just cracks me up. Uh, so I, I rewatched that whole show, and then I was on a, a Jody Hill um Jonah, Mc, Jonah McBride, Danny McBride, Jody Hill kick. So I watched season two of Vice Principals because I hadn't seen it yet. Uh, I liked it a lot more than season one of that so show. You watched Vice or season one like 
earlier? When it aired. Back in the, oh, okay. So I don't remember that, you ever talking about it. I think that was before. might have been before we did the podcast. Well, you never mentioned it to me. Because <laughs> I watched. Well, I watched season one as it aired, and I watched season two as it aired. Oh, okay. But I just feel like you never mentioned it. I, I might have. I remember. Why are you keeping secrets, yeah, Matt? Yeah, I don't know. I've got to keep something to myself, right? <laughs> uh,. Vice Principals was pretty good. Walton Goggins is so good. He's one of my favorite like television actors. I mean, from The Shield yeah. to Justified to this, so good. Their banter is pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's pretty funny. Uh, so I enjoyed that. And then season one of Barry, I watched. I binged the shit out of that. That show is great. Barry. I'm really excited for season two. Bill Hader is just—he's a goddamn treasure. That guy's the best. <laughs> Now I know he can do serious shit. I mean, I had seen the Skeleton Twins. Did you guys ever see that? Yeah. He's pretty good in that, too. Um, but yeah, he's great in this show. It's got a really dark sense of humor. The, I love uh, that uh, the gangster, too, the bald one. With with no eye, like no hair. Yes. Yeah, he's hilarious. He is such a good character. <clears throat> did, did you watch Barry Travis? Uh, the Yellow King from True Detective. Mm-hmm. Oh. He plays the the... Uh, mob, not mob boss, but he's the main bad of guy. Of course. Oh, I didn't put that together. So I watched True Detective, and then maybe like two weeks later, this. So I was like, I I knew right away. You probably watched Barry before you rewatched True Detective, yes. right? I knew I recognized that guy, but I just <clears throat> something about his face was familiar. But I figured I'd probably seen him in a million things, right? Know? Yeah. He has been in a lot of stuff, but I immediately connect the dots. I was like, oh, yep, that's the Yellow King. <laughs> um, I feel like he, he'd play a good mob boss. Huh? I feel like he'd play a good mob boss. Yeah, he's like, I don't remember. They're like, they're not Russian, but they're, I can't remember. Eastern European. Yeah. Um, that show's great. Uh, I might have like another move, like one more movie or something. Travis, if you have more, you can, we can finish this up. Um. I don't really have much else. I did watch um, First Blood and uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2. Love the Rambo franchise. And uh, didn't even realize the new one's coming out this year. So that was after I'd watched the first and second one. So I was gearing up. Wow. Without even knowing it. Wow. (laughs) Stars aligned. Uh, First Blood is amazing. It's a great little survival action war i've seen that one i never saw part two what part two is okay it's definitely more macho more sweaty more muscles more action mm-hmm. and then isn't three even more of all of that i remember three being like I the can't. body count in I three <laughs> it's like 500 or something like because fucking mows people <laughs> down in three the first one's a cool like smaller like survival type movie but then the second one is just like I remember the feel- opening scene being like kind of ridiculous like these cops just grab him and start torturing him or something I didn't really remember Oh from First Blood? Yeah. Yeah. Basically the story is is he's like a war hero or not really a hero I guess but he's coming back from the war and he's like unwanted so it's almost just like I don't know it's like veterans of today who like yeah, are homeless and it, no, that's a real thing. But I thought that. that the movie was like kind of silly. It is a little Didn't silly. Really sell it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sign of the times. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the second one, it's a little slow. Like the first, 
40 minutes or so and then it turns into like just like a generic action movie but there's a montage towards the end of the second one that is awesome and when he's hiding in the mud and he jumps out and stabs the dude right there that's that's where the four stars come from (laughs) such a great moment (laughs) but yeah i'm excited for three and then some throat ripping in four it's gonna be awesome i've only seen two three and four once but if I had to rank them, I'd probably go one, four, two, three. That sounds about right. I'll I'll get back to you on the official ranking. That's how I would rank Rocky too. One, four, no, two, three. It's one, two, four, three. What? No. Yeah. Second one's awesome. Four Second is one's awesome. almost as good as the first one. Four is maybe better than one. No. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think people who say Rocky Four is the best of the franchise need to get. It's it. not the first one's the best, <laughs> but it's close. Sure, it's fun. <laughs> Tom, hmm. you want to weigh in on that? I've only seen one. You've only seen the first Rocky. Correct. I was bored. <laughs> Tom. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You disappoint me on a bi-weekly basis. <laughs> Can you type in your address for me real quick? Yeah. Um, I saw a little bit of TV. I saw, um, I'm watching Catastrophe. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. I recommend you guys watch it. It's an Amazon it. show, right? It's an Amazon yeah, show. I've been watching that. I love that show. I'm yeah. watching it every season. Oh, shit. I'm uh, halfway through the last season okay i'm just starting sarah's already seen it all but she just wants to rewatch it i feel like tom and i told you to watch it on the show one time and you were just like yeah too much tv yeah but you really i stand i stand by that (laughs) well it's true (laughs) you will love it it's awesome oh i'm sure i'm sure i will um uh also new season of queer eye very good i'm catching up i'm in season two right now i watched my first episode of queer eye I Which one? you already did that. Nope. Did you watch the first episode of the first season? Did not. That's the best one. With Tom? Yeah, with Tom. Uh, it's not the watch? best one, but it's like top It's the best three. one I've seen. Well, I watched one, so that's... Which one? That's something. <laughs> <laughs> that was my starting point. I just watched a random episode with Chelsea, and we watched the one about the two sisters in Kansas City barbecue? who have their own barbecue pit. Okay. And that's that in, was amazing. It's in the new season, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. The transformations in that show are a marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. They're, they're amazing. Um, you need to watch some more. There are some real treasures that will last. I, I want to go back for you. But it, honestly, that episode made me tear up a little bit. Yeah, they. I cry almost every episode. And oh, yeah. <laughs> what is his name? Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> he is. A little too much, but he is hilarious. You say that now? Like <laughs> the more you watch, the more you love him. If he is not your favorite character after like five episodes. No, no. I do really enjoy him, but like watching that show, I'm No, everyone has this experience. I'm, I'm simultaneously shaking my head while smiling and laughing at the same time. <laughs> everyone hates Jonathan at first and then they love him. Well, they don't necessarily like I didn't hate him, but I was like, hey, you're a little much. But oh my god, he's just—he's—he's he's hilarious. Cracks me up. His you, timing on everything. Is yes. Just... Have you seen his? Uh, 
Well, you probably haven't, but Matt, did you see when he was on like Jimmy Kimmel or something? No, I didn't. He goes on and they found footage of him when he's in sixth grade and he does a floor ice skating routine, an interpretive dance (laughs) for a talent show. And uh, ice skating for a talent show? What on a floor ice skating routine. So he's floor he's ice skating, mimicking ice skating, but he's like just wearing socks or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he has like this weird mask on the back of his head that he came up with this whole costume thing that he made. And, uh, Sarah was saying this to me and she's right. Like normally when a celebrity goes on and they find old footage, they're like, they're like, oh God, I'm so, I'm mortified. Like, why are you showing this? But he's like, yes, you found it. Awesome. <laughs> and he's like, you go, girl, <laughs> to himself. And all this. he's just so enthusiastic and, and proud of himself. I, I love it. Just the way he like phrases stuff is just hilarious. He's hilarious. Like, he just, I don't know. Like, there's one moment. It was after he like did one of their hair, and instead of asking like, "Did you like it?" He's like, "Are you obsessed?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you should. I, I've been watching a, a lot of that show the past couple of days. I think I just watched. Um, I think the first episode of season two with uh, the church lady is the first woman. Oh they my do. gosh, church lady is the best episode. <laughs> Is it? I still like the Tom. But the gay son? Yeah. Oh my god. It's it's very good. It was so good. Yeah. So good, dude. But I I like I still like the Tom. Church Lady and Tom and Tom are top two. I'm probably gonna go back to the start and rewatch it all. Season one, episode one. one, So you'll be very pleased with that. I cried like a baby the first time (laughs) I watched it. Um cool. Uh that was you that was you, right? That was him. I'm pretty much done. I'm done. Um, uh, I have one more thing. Uh, I don't have much to say, but I watched Out of Sight, Steven Soderbergh movie with the uh, the Clooney and the J-Lo. Uh, the low the J Lo. Mm. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't I saw your story. You know, a little taken aback. I don't. I don't. I don't. Why do people like that movie so much? I don't remember much about it, so I can't defend it or really give an opinion it on it. It's boring. I don't know. I didn't think it was that like steamy either. Like What's I guess they had called? okay chemistry. Out of sight. Out of. He's like a a thief. She's a like a federal marshal or some shit. It's, uh, it's, what is it? Tarantino light? Is that what it feels like? Not even. No. It's just. <laughs> I don't know. I I found it super uninteresting. Yeah i I've only seen it once and it's been a long time. So I. I don't even remember what I watched. I was just so like. Because people love that movie. Some people think that's Soderbergh's best movie. Yeah. I think I just don't like Steven Soderbergh that much. Yeah, I, I think like, he's one of the most overrated directors. I like a lot of his movies, but I don't love any of them. He doesn't have a five-star movie. No. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does. Me, None of the ones that I've seen probably like seven or eight of his movies at this point. Yeah. Yeah, even his best stuff that I've seen that hasn't impressed me that much. Like, Sure, it's solid. It's worth watching, but it's like triple frontier. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like even um, like Magic Mike might be the one that I've enjoyed. Like it's not the best one, but yeah, I've true. enjoyed watching it the most. 
uh logan lucky unseen like if anything i'm more of a fan of his like uh the past couple movies he's done i haven't watched high flying bird yet though logan lucky was fun it was a good movie yeah i, I think i, w- I kind of want to rewatch that one i um i don't love the oceans movies i know some people do especially the first one 11 and 13 are good but, but yeah again, like, like side effects contagion both decent traffic is good I haven't seen. It I haven't seen that one. Sex lies and videotape. I've tried to get into, not into it. Informant. I haven't seen uh, it. Did Soderbergh do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Haywire is solid, but it's okay. Yeah, it's it's like a maybe a three star movie. Yeah, that's a three star movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and then he's done some other lesser known stuff. The one with Sasha Gray. I thought that movie sucked too. Oh, girlfriend. Girlfriend experience. experience? Yeah, that wasn't great. Um, I think that's it for me. I believe that's everything I watched. Everything I want to talk about anyway. Um, okay. That's it for you guys, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's wrap her up. Uh, next time we record, a little unsure of the timing, um, but we'll be back in two weeks, three weeks. We'll see. We're going to be discussing us. We have plans to see that in two days. So that I think we're all looking forward to very much. Very much. Should be an interesting review. Uh, I don't know what the other movie will be. Maybe Dumbo. I'm not particularly interested in seeing it, but I don't know. It's a big temple release. Tim Burton. Disney. What else? Um, I feel like there's something else relatively big coming out within the next week or two. I mean, we got Avengers Endgame on the horizon. We got John Wick Chapter 3 on the horizon. Um, oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait. Did you guys see that uh, Tarantino's movie's coming out in July? Yeah. That was big Did you see that poster? It's a terrible poster. Yeah. I saw that one and the Margot Robbie one, and they both were pretty bad. Yeah. But, you know, it's Tarantino. Yeah. Dude hasn't made a bad (laughs) movie, so. You guys want to see the beach bum? Duh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) No, but. Will you? I think. Oh, I will. I will go see it. McConaughey's fer- character's name is Moon Dog. Yeah, it's got Snoop Dogg in it. Martin Lawrence is in it. Oh my god! Return stunt casting. I've ever seen it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Harmony Korine. I know. I I don't know. Maybe I'll like it, but you know, I'm going into this like. Oh yeah, the reviews aren't great. With the chip are on they your not? Shoulder. <laughs> no, they are decidedly bad Ooh, okay because i saw someone on twitter saw it and they were like if you don't think the beach bum is a good movie i don't think i like you or something like that reviews counted 18 score 56 yes fuck you harmony karen he's divisive he's not for everyone he's not for, he shouldn't be for anyone because he's a garbage filmmaker <laughs> but uh i do i'll see it because mcconaughey is in it he looks like Hey, it'll be fun. Spring Breakers is a masterpiece, and that's only sixty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Yeah, a masterpiece. You, you're just oh, pulling yeah. my chain. It's a five-star movie. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, we'll probably have some fun conversation on that one. Can't wait. So yeah, I don't know. Beach bomb us. Definitely us. We'll see. Um, but in the meantime, uh, feel free to send us an email: cinephilesdigest at gmail dot com. Like our social media accounts, share our stuff, comment, 
tell your friends. We really appreciate the support that we've been receiving. Uh, anything else you guys want to throw in before we say good doodles? Uh, no, I don't think so. Play Apex Legends. I hope we all, uh, I wish us all safety in our travels in the coming weeks. Oh my gosh, so do I. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, we are all going somewhere in the next couple weeks. Where are you going? Oh, you're going to Portland. Just for the day. Yeah. Sick. Well, what are you going to do while you're there? Probably eat a bunch. Not going to any games or anything? Oh yeah, I'm courtside Blazers. That's tight. (laughs) (laughs) Tight. Who are they playing? I have no idea. I was kidding. Doesn't matter. Right. They're going to win. You know who you're there to see. JC, right? CJ. CJ. Yep. <laughs> He's injured, so. <laughs> He's injured, so you're fucked, but. <laughs> He's riding that pine, though. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back.